He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> Not the one you're on. I, I, you, there you, you go. You keep telling me that one works. I've used the same one every single time we've done something. So I don't, that's that's why it's confusing. Confusing I, for me too. There's no colors on there. Yeah, it's. It, I'm on the same mic I've always been on. We're welcome in to the U of L College of Business Studios, the remote U of L College of Business Studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, as we try to get on the air yet again here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X, it is the Mike Rutherford Show. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the U of L College of Business can do for you. Uh, we're here in Jeffersonville. It, it is, I mean, approximately 93 degrees in this studio. Uh, we walked in. Can we blame Scooch for this? We blame Scooch for everything I mean, that goes wrong over here. He, he apparently he, turned off the air. I, I, there's, I mean, he left here. The game, the, the, the bats game, post game ended like like what 2:20 maybe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, the, the game no was way, over like 1:45. Yeah, there's there's no way like he just turned it off when he left here and he got that hot in like 40 minutes. It's very hot. Like exactly. I'm assuming he just. I mean, was he sitting in here with no air on? For hours? Because, I mean, is, even if it had been off for only 40 minutes, I would assume he would have had it on since he'd been here at like 6.30 this morning. Yeah, it's, it's so, odd. The longer that I work here, the more strange things become, which is typically the other way around. Typically, you know, you go somewhere, you're like, oh, that's a little bit different, and then you get used to things. The longer that I'm, I'm here, the more I, I just find the behavior is just – it becomes stranger and stranger. I just don't know what to think about anything. We'd like to keep you on your toes. Yeah, clearly. And now we are here. I, I will say this. The Internet's working – pristine automatic connection I, I heard tj walker complaining about this the other day when i was listening to krc and when tj walker complains around here stuff gets done when tj <laughs> swings that big stick around people start responding he complains a lot well that's well the only time i guess things get done is when tj comes up we need tj complaining about more stuff because he's getting stuff done <laughs> and now we've got working internet over here it feels good we're going to hopefully be on the air until six o'clock. You're a little flummox coming in here today you, you were a little yeah, flustered yeah i just lost track of time i was i actually Waking up on time, then I was just kind of playing with the dogs, and I got excited because my yearbook came in the mail. And then you've got the Wagner yearbook. Yeah, I, brought, I grabbed it with me because I didn't get a chance to really look through it because it came. It got to my house at like right at like two thirty, and I was opening that up, and I was right to walk out the door, and it arrived, and just it just threw me off for a few minutes. So then there was some traffic that I didn't expect to get out of the neighborhood. Now, are you? In, do you know? Are you in this yearbook outside of just like the the requisite picture of requisite Trev? picture? That's it. That's it. Yeah. No future business leaders of America. No, this is my freshman yearbook. Well, you'd this, still be in something. This, what would I have been in? Weren't you first? on the basketball team? 
well, not sort of, not really. I mean, I was kind of made, but I didn't finish the season. So you're not in the team picture? No. Well, that's... that's. I wonder if they have a thing for detention in here. Probably not. Hey, someone wrote, this is me on a picture. <laughs> is that per- it's probably the person you bought it from. Or the person that sold it. I do find out who I bought it from now. I do know who, I don't want to know if I bought it from them, but I do know whose your book it is. Okay. Is it somebody that you know? Uh, the name did sound familiar. Okay, well, that's not. Look, 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 look at that young Trevor right there. I can't see through it. It's, it's a long way away. <laughs> is that you with the long hair that you're pointing to? No, 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 no. No, that's uh, Leah Kettner. <laughs> I did see. Speaking of yearbooks, young, uh, young Patrick Ryan, Dugan's son, our boss's son, uh, he sent me their yearbook. I guess their senior yearbook came in today. And it's funny because they are Patrick and Trey are right next to my nephew Jack Rutherford. Like so, it's yeah. it Rutherford Ryan. So you've got like Jack's quote, and I loved Patrick uh, went with the quote from uh, Talladega Nights. His senior quote was, "I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo T-shirt because it says I like want to be formal, but I'm here to party too." I which thought is, I was, was going to go Spider Monkey, but okay. <laughs> and then Trey went with. His senior quote was so nice, I did it twice. I'm assuming a reference to his senior year because <laughs> he came back and played football and did the first semester of, of uh, senior year using that si- that fifth year, that COVID year, and I thought that was that was funny. That was I, well done. I didn't get a senior quote. I guess if I had, I would probably use a, uh, a sublime lyric that says, uh, I'm a funky, not a junkie, but I know where to get it. Okay. I don't think that you would have <laughs> been allowed to use that. I don't know. I mean, I, I remember there were some – some senior quotes in our class that got scrapped. If you had like any sort of, you had to be creative if you were going to make some sort of, I don't know, risque reference. Yours was not that, right? Didn't you use something generic? My, no, 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 no. We, we, we literally just talked about this on Friday. No, <laughs> How have you already forgot? It's from uh, Office Space, where it said, I, I, I'm not, it's not that I'm lazy, it's that I just, don't oh, that's care. right. That wasn't Friday, it's but a I problem remember motivation. That now, yeah. it, was, it was last Friday. We had the discussion. I don't think you're wrong on the date, but you are right. I do remember talking about it. Yeah, because the two people around me had very, like, Deep, you know, the, the, the quotes that, like, you know, the character is what you do when no one's watching. Some, something along those lines, <laughs> which is generic. like every single senior cl- class has, like, seven kids who have that same did, quote. When, when you were a senior, did they give you, like, a template book to look through, like, for senior quotes in case you didn't no, have one? All right. No. You had a little page to fill out, and it was, like, you know, circle the clubs you were in and whatever. And then it was just, like, they had, like, a space to, like, write out your senior quote. This was before the days of computers for everything. So we had, <laughs> we had to so write old. out stuff. Yeah, I know. Back in 03. 20 I, years ago. 20 I would say years. you're old, but when I got this in the, on the receipt for my yearbook, it said vintage. Well, yeah, it's 1995. Like, like, I don't want to be vintage. Which I was shocked thinking about you being in high school in 1995. I know you're a little bit older than me, but I, I always kind of view us as sort of the same. And like 95, I mean, I'm in like, like sixth, well, you, fifth grade. Well, you were only, you're, you've been like, you, I think you've been eighth when I've been a senior, I think. Yeah, we were never like in high school at the same time. No, you, you would have been. Well, maybe because I would probably fail a year somewhere. But you would have graduated. No, so I was in seventh when you would have graduated high school. Ninety-eight. Okay. Yeah, because right. I, yeah, I, I, I ended up graduating high school in 03. and you were you would have been ninety-eight. Would have been, yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> hey, they want to invite me to the reunion. Why, why should I claim to be going and finish it? Do they not have the GED for like uh, like yearbook? They should have. <laughs> the quotes would have been what? the I quotes t- would have been better than anybody else's. I told you most of my freshman class pretty much was a JCPS. It was a reunion. Was, yeah, when I went when I got there. So I mean, I, mean, I could go through here right now and be like, she was there, he was there. That would have been the perfect time for the like, what a long, strange journey it's been. Yearbook signings, like from Wagner to here. Well, that's kind of the best part about this yearbook. Is it is signed by a ton of people in here? Apparently, uh, Mr. P wants to see B Dog this summer. Okay. 
There is some girl in here who signed her phone number. I don't 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 put it out. Odds there. tells me it's not a cell. Don't. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Ninety five. It might be a beeper, but it's not a cell. Call me. Um, <laughs> We've got, we want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. And a reminder, download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. We'll save you money at the pump. We'll save you money inside. If you want to get an 89-cent fountain drink, 32 ounces or smaller, Thornton's is still hooking you up with that. Get that big drink for less than a buck. And then text us at 502-414-1450. Uh, we had a lot to get to yesterday, and we didn't have a lot of time because we had technical difficulties, and then we were off the air at 530 for the amazing Louisville Bats, who, by the way, completed a 6-5 comeback victory over Jacksonville today. Um, bats are rolling. Bats are looking great. Christian Encarnacion Strand, another bomb. Um, Jumbo shrimp my butt. Encarnacion Strand, I told you before, like, one of my best friends is, like, the preeminent Ken Griffey Jr. trading card guy, like, in America. Like, like he, he goes on trading card, like, baseball card podcasts, like, does all this stuff. Um, like he's I mean, you're talking about like he's like selling and buying cards for like fifty thousand dollars and all this stuff like it, like he lives in a different world and for our little like Reds friend group he was like I, he's like I, next time I see you guys I got a little present for you he's like I'm going out on a limb and he bought this, these like Christian and Encarnacion strand like, cards that are supposed to be cool if he winds up becoming like an all star and like got them all packaged and stuff so I was like now I feel like I've got more skin in the game I want this guy to be a superstar because I want to to make money off his baseball card. But, uh, you sound like his family. <laughs> yeah, but he hit uh, he hit his tenth home run of the the season so far, which is pretty impressive, considering the season just started you know, less than two months ago. But uh, bats win. We had plenty to get to yesterday. We didn't get to everything. We still have conference realignment madness stuff to talk about. I do want to talk about this Rick Pitino billionaire support story. Uh, we ended up spending most of the day, I think, focused on the reaction to the Denny Crum celebration of his life, and then the fallout when it came to you know the players kind of. I don't want to say calling out the fan base, but but you know, saying let's support this team next year, let's support Kenny Payne, and the reaction to that, uh, of course, was kind of extreme the in, room. in both ways. Yeah. I, I think that you had some people who were like, "How can you, you know, go against the former players?" And you had some people who were like, "How can you not recognize that attendance is going to be bad when you're four and twenty-eight?" Um, so that was that, that wound up being yesterday. Today, I do want to t- touch on this conference realignment stuff, although I don't really know how to talk about it because. <clears throat> We're already at the point, which happens usually farther down the line once we get these realignment madness stories, where like you have no idea what to believe. We get the story coming out yesterday or at the beginning of the week about seven ACC schools meeting in secret and trying to get out of the grant of rights deal and all this stuff. And then we have the ACC meetings going on this week. And there's, you know, David Teal comes out yesterday and is like, I'm talking to everybody. There's no magnificent seven stuff. There's no, he's like, everybody's looking into how to get out of the grant of rights deal. The fact of the matter is, like, you can't. And I think that it, when the dust settles on this, what we're going to find out is these schools can't leave. Like, there's, there's going to be nowhere to go. Like, like, you can't get out of the grant of rights. Even if you do, you're not going to be able to go anywhere for, like, four or five years. And, the, like, the, the Big Ten and the SEC are not going to help you out with that $120 million exit fee. They're not that desperate to get Clemson or Florida State into their conference because their TV deals, the, the schools that they have lined up already – they're going to be fine. Like They don't need Clemson or Florida State or North Carolina or whoever to survive. They are the two big dogs moving forward, and that's not going to change regardless of who they add or don't add. So I think that like, I think everyone's saying, you know, what does the ACC do? Got to be proactive at UofL. Got to be proactive as a conference. Look at Pac-12 teams. Join up with the Big 12. I don't think anything's going to happen for a while. Like I, I don't. I think that you'll see movement maybe with the Big 12 and the Pac-12 teams doing stuff. 
But I don't think I think the ACC, as it currently stands, is going to remain in existence for the immediate future. And I don't so like I don't really know how to talk about this stuff. Like we're just getting these BS reports on the internet from people who are always wrong, who are just saying wild ass bleep to try to get people's attention again. I just can picture Wake Forest going into the conference room like, "Hi, you might join your conference and you give us 121 million dollars so we can get out of our other one." Hey guys, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's me. We, we Wake Forest. We we bring a lot to the table. Have you met Arnold Palmer? <laughs> would you would you would you, yeah. <laughs> would you like a cigarette? I mean, that's just pretty much what we have. <laughs> Great baseball team this year. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, if anything, for for what they see may lack in, you know, like contract negotiations and human resources when it comes to their own uh, schools, they do they do make up for in conference uh, in, in, in snappy names for when they do want to leave the conference, whether it be the Alliance or the Magnificent Seven. I mean, you mean just like retread names? Retread. Well, I mean, I think I think they're cool. They're better at making up these names of when they're going to leave when that they do actually taking care of when they're there. They're like, like, could you imagine they're, they're they like do their third TV graders who like, come up with these clubs and they come up with these names and they spend so much time like branding themselves and then they don't actually do anything. Remember, like you know, you'd have like, <laughs> like, like we're going to have like this big group and like it was always like the planning and then like the time would come as a kid and you would just never actually do anything. It would just the, the it was like you spent five hours planning whatever you were going to do, and then it, like just nothing happened. That's like, basically the ACC. It's like me playing Madden at night. Like I'll just like just mess around and simulate. And I'm like I'm gonna play as soon as I get to this season. Well. And then it's like three in the morning. I'm like I'm going to bed. And I wake up the next day. I'm like yeah, it was stupid. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> it's like I just wasted six hours the night before. Some of us never grow up, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, it's 1995. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about. Uh, I, the reaction to a column that Rick Bozich put out there, which will take us back to the basketball stuff. Um, we've got a new addition to the Louisville TBT team for the summer. Ooh, I didn't see this. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss that. We'll, uh, we'll discuss Tom Fornelli's rankings of the best coaches in college football, where Jeff Brom sits, where Scott Satterfield sits. Um, and wait, what's the oh, – oh, and we've got ACC basketball coaches – complaining and wanting to expand the NCAA tournament, which drives me absolutely crazy. One coach in particular is going to feel the wrath of the show, so we're going to do all that good stuff. I'm retired. No, 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 no. It's, it's, I think it's not, trust me, it's, it's like everybody. And I guess I get it. Be, well, we'll talk about it later. It's fine. But before we do any of that, TK, how was the, how was the Tuesday night? I know you've been running around today, but uh, how, how are you feeling today? Not bad. Just just uh, based Tuesday night. Got, uh, got some pizza last night when I got home. Pizza day? Yeah, pizza day. Nothing uh, spectacular. Watched. Uh, I did watch the draft lottery. I did too. I did watch it. Uh, you know, the, the Spurs guy got all excited that they're going to get Wimbledon, and and you know, good for the Spurs because they what never. Are you, what are you calling? What's your nickname? Wimble, now? Wimbledon. Wimbledon. <laughs> it's close enough, right? You can just go with Wemby. Wemby. Just go with the nickname. I mean, I, I'm glad to see the Spurs because they never win anything. So I mean, it's good to see them get some finally have something go their way. Everyone was talking about like going into it, like they're the team that's go, if it's rigged, it's going to be the Spurs. I'm like, well, they really? they had like the third best record to win it. I mean, yeah, it was like it's yeah. You know. <laughs> it went like yeah, it went like they were jumping over everybody to do it. Now I think I want to say when they won, I think when they won Duncan, they were near the they were one of the best records, and then when they won Robinson, I think they did have like the best record. I think you're right. Um, you mean like the the best chance? But, well, no, I mean the the they had the least amount of chances. Oh, I didn't. Won. I don't. I thought they had the best chance to land. No, no, I know. I mean Robinson. No, I think one of them. They were pretty. They had like I think like thirty five wins that year, which was one of the better teams in the lottery. But um, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm I can't remember exactly. It's been a long time. But 
Again, the point is, is that they obviously, if there's a big man available, they're probably going to win it. I'm surprised Greg Oden didn't go there, to be honest with you, in some way. But I did like the immediate tweet that the first tweet that I saw was like, now to see if the San Antonio Spurs can develop <laughs> a talented young big man. It's like, well. But it, this guy's not like a center, though. Didn't he, didn't he play like, didn't he, didn't he like Giannis kind of? Yeah, but he's 7'4". So, yeah, but Giannis is 7 foot, but he's far from a center. I mean, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy, but he's, he's a big man. Yeah, he's just true. not in the traditional. Like, he is, like, there's never, we've never seen a guy who does this, this stuff. Like, well, you know, it's funny is when Robinson got drafted, we were saying the same thing as a kid. You, you never, I'd never seen anybody do what Robinson was doing. Well, we've never seen a guy who took a three, like, the other day, the highlight came out that was circling the internet of him taking a three pointer and then grabbing the own rebound, one bounce off the rim and dunking it like in the air. like in one. He takes like two steps from the three-point line, jumps and dunks his own miss. Playing the game with him? I yes. Mean, it was, I mean, it, like this kid is – after watching him play in the, the, the G League game, like he is – I'm all in. Like, like I, I fully believe all the hype. I think that as long as he stays healthy, he's going to – I don't revolutionize the game is probably a too strong of a word, but he does stuff like we've just – you're not supposed to be able to do. Seven yeah, four dudes aren't supposed to be able to dribble like that or shoot like that. I, don't, I was gonna say I don't think we're, he's like Yon. I mean, like Giannis is seven feet, so I mean I know it's four inches shorter. He so handles the ball and shoots it ten times better than Giannis. Shooting, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's well, a forty-five percent three-point shooter. Um, he's yeah, he's 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 pretty unreal. I'm looking forward to seeing him play. The real point. question now becomes because Charlotte gets the second pick, and you know, the whole thing was like basically they're the only team that if they get two might not take Scoot Henderson because they've already got LaMelo Ball. And do they go with Scoot? Do they go with Brandon Miller? Do they look at somebody else? Like, that's going to become the – do they look to trade the pick? Like, that's going to become the big conversation. I did like they had the camera on Victor Wembanyama, And God bless um, um, uh, Brian Winhorst. <laughs> you would have thought they would have drafted him. By the way, could they find anyone to make uh, Wembley look any skinnier than sending Brian out there? <laughs> Well, they sent him. Yeah, they sent him to France for a forty-five second interview, which was kind of hilarious. <laughs> it was. But they they show him when they announce that the Rockets aren't going to get the first pick, and he's like, "Yes!" Like they, they show like Wembenyama. You could tell it was just like, "All right, I'm not, not. I don't have a gigantic rooting interest for who gets it, but I know who I don't want to go uh, to." And it was Houston. It was that. That was fun. But uh, the, the whole is Houston. The the is the nobody wants to go there now. He. Clearly didn't want to go there based okay. on his reaction. Yeah, like they showed that like Houston with the third pick, and he was like, <laughs> just, I don't thought Detroit would have got that reaction, but okay. <laughs> couldn't hold it in. But uh, the Spurs do win the big draft lottery. They're going to, yeah, the, the winners of the Wemby sweepstakes, and then we'll see what happens with the rest of the draft. But it should be, I mean, it should be a fun draft based on the fact that we've got, you know, at least three guys that people are viewing as these big time talents. This could be the, you know, the next best draft since wherever, whatever you want to say. Uh, and we'll see how it all shakes out. But. So the, the Hornets will, will will they go Miller then? That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't know. It, it's I mean that's gonna be crazy to see. I mean him and Melo fighting to see who can take the 50 shots in a game. Well, that's the thing with Scoot Henderson is, is they're saying they won't take him because you know, he and Lamelo are, are so similar. But if they they're both guns. But Scoot like if he's so good and you have to take him, you know, do you take him or do you trade that pick and you can you know, get somebody who's desperate to get Scoot on your team? Like that's what happens with pick two is going to be. I think the most fascinating ad, like they were the perfect team to get that second pick to generate even more interest in this draft. So I don't know who they're going to take, but I'll tell you now, if Jordan has a say in it, the guy's going to suck. Once again, dynamic analysis there from, <laughs> from Trevor Kelsey. Hey, Stephen A. Smith, take a seat, buddy. By Pat what? McAfee, you've been fired already. They're bringing me in. I'm just getting – I'm just now noticing that the the spots that we've recorded the most recent racing little apparently are airing now because the text line is, "Hey, Mike, go perp, go, go big, <laughs> go big perp." 
Who's the perp you got there, huh? The sad thing is, <laughs> the, the very first time we read that. You were so excited when you said it. Well, the, the first time we read it, like I had not read it. So, we, you know, you and I were cutting these spots. We're doing them in between, like, like, set, like segments. So we're doing it while we're on commercial break. And, you know, you got four minutes to cut a 30-second spot. Like, you know, you got, you got to kind of just go. And so I, I didn't even look at it. And then we got to the end. I was like, I guess I'm supposed to say it like, go big perp. I was like, there it is. <laughs> so now they're airing. Uh, Racing Louisville does play Kansas City tonight in the uh, NWSL Championship Cup, their first game in the group stage. 7.30, Lynn Family Stadium. Make it out there. 502 Lou City for tickets or RacingLouFC.com for t- backslash tickets. There you go. They played Kansas City in the championship game one year, didn't they? Championship game? Yeah. Oh, you said this is racing, though, Lou, right? Yeah, this is yeah, racing. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Lou City played Kansas City. I thought that title game one year, though. I'm not sure. Um, real quickly, I'm looking at the – I guess the KRC was talking about the the Martha um, – Martha Stewart. Uh, Martha Stewart. Sports yeah, we, we kinda, well, that came out. That was, the, that was a busy day that came out. It was like two days ago. We were, Monday, yeah. we were swamped with everything, so we hadn't got a chance to, to talk about the awkwardness of 81-year-old Mar- Martha Stewart. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't have a take. It doesn't, I don't, don't care one way or the other, to be honest with you. I mean, first of all, it's just like, who cares? It's a swimsuit. Has anybody cared about a swimsuit episode in like 20 years? I didn't even know they still did it, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. But I saw that the text is, who would be on the cover of the swimsuit edition of Cats Illustrated? I was like, Roush? <laughs> <laughs> about as sexy as Martha Stewart, 81. I mean. <laughs> I did like that all of them were doing, like, I did like the KRC thing about having Daniel Cameron on yesterday at 845. <laughs> I enjoyed that joke because, you know, they, the big thing was, you know, KSR does these gubernatorial debates, and you know a lot of people were like Matt Bevin only won because of the KSR appearance and all this stuff. When he he barely beat out James Comer uh, four years ago, or I guess eight years ago, when to get the Republican nomination, and so Daniel Cameron just didn't do the KSR debate, and you know people were like, oh, it's gonna hurt him, it's gonna hurt him, and then he, he I mean he lost my vote. He wins the nomination handily. <laughs> so I like that KRC yesterday was like, we're having him on. He's coming on at eight forty five, and. That's the bump. That's the bump he needed to get there. It was well done. It was a who, solid troll job. Who, by the way, who did win yesterday? Cameron. Oh, so, okay. What about the uh, Democratic side? I mean, Bashir. Yeah. Uh, damn it's, it. it's what we said it was going. Well, I realized. I realized post using we liberally here. I mean, that's what I said was going to be the the case. Bashir versus Cameron. I do think that Bashir will win. I don't know, whatever. I don't know what easily is going to be. I think he'll win relatively handily. I'll say. Five and a half, six points. Uh, but there's a lot of time between now and November, so a lot can happen. You never know. I did get home, and I saw saw their time with race. Had I been able to vote, I definitely would have voted for Pepe. You saw Pepe. I mean, because nothing says, make me your governor, other than calling yourself Pepe. Governor Pepe. I mean, is that, is that was that his Christian name, or did he, just, did he think that it would be a good idea to go with the nickname on the ballot? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, just curious. You're the political insider over here. Go Pepe. <laughs> he got like one percent of vote. Well, that's is he right? Better than no percent. Pepe could go either way. I mean, shout to Pepe. I know nothing about Pepe. It's Pepe male or female? I don't even know. No idea. Don't need to know. <laughs> don't care. Yeah, you I had do. a better chance of winning than Pepe. <laughs> I think I might have. Texas, are we not going to talk about how Trevor's nicknames for foreign players are kind of racist? I don't think it's his intention, but how's Wimbledon? Ra- well, I guess it is. I mean, I just went with it because it sounds like that's what it sounds like, right? Yeah, I mean, we, you can learn the name. I think that <laughs> I don't think that's too much to ask. But I mean, what, what what's his real name? 
Wimbenyama. Well, okay, I mean, it sounds like Wimbledon. Okay. Texas says, congrats to the Spurs on drafting the most prestigious tennis championship. I can't wait to see who drafts the Masters. <laughs> Texas says, the show started on time. Who would have lost that bet? Well, we didn't technically start on time, but. Well, we, was, we went with the first break at the top of the hour instead. Though. It was okay. And, and I, think, I think the Hawks are going to get the Masters. I mean, it's Atlanta, right? Yeah. Okay. Is that where it's at? I don't even know who you're talking about. He's, he mean, never mind. I'm referring to the text, but okay. You spaced out on me. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea where you're going. Texas is between our sports teams, less than average performance this year and our conference realignment. I'm really concerned with the future of you athletics. The future looks pretty dark. Well, there's a great way to start the show. <laughs> Guess you don't need to wear shades. Uh, we'll get we'll get into the all the the conference realignment. I think I'm being told Peppy's a woman, by the way. <laughs> it seems more likely than a man. Texas says somebody stole my bike in '95, '96 when I lived in Briarwood, and I'm pretty positive positive that it was Trevor. <laughs> you ever stolen a bike, Trev? No, I've never stolen a bike. I stole one of those grills from outside an apartment one time. Did you really? Little mini grills that you get like at the bank. Why? Because it was like two in the morning, and I bought some like hamburger at Kroger's, and I wanted to grill out. So I was riding through Rowan Hills, and I saw one of those sitting out in front of the, the door, so I grabbed it. Um, I went down to Broward Park, and I grilled out some burgers at like 3 in the morning. That's not, that's not cool. <laughs> I was completely sober, I swear. Texture says, uh, Mikhail Malone running for ag commissioner has a pot leaf on one of his pictures. TK missed his chance. Yeah, he, he missed ah. his chance because he got beat. But he did, it was very funny seeing it was him versus Sierra Enloe and, like, their, their professional, like, pictures. If you went to, like, look at – any of the websites that break down you know, what what the candidate stands for or anything like that, she's got a very professional you know pic- headshot with a button up and a sp- sport coat, and then he is like he's got his like long hair. I think he's wearing like a jersey in his picture. It was just, it was that was your guy. You could have sounds voted, like my it sounds like it. You could have voted for Mikel Malone, but uh, he he did not win. He he will not be moving on. I thought, I thought okay. I thought first you said Kevin Malone. That's my first name. I thought, I thought you said when we first read that. <laughs> Texas says, is Wimanyama really 7'4"? I thought he was only 7'1". That's insane tall. I hope he doesn't have injury problems. I think he's actually like 7'2", 7'3". What's he weigh, like 180 pounds? No, he's bigger than that. Um, I, he's probably like what? Like I know it doesn't look because like, like Xiao Ming, you look at him like he weighs 180. He weighed like 290, I think. Well, yeah, and that's kind of the same. I mean, yeah, Wimanyama's probably Wimanyama's, you know, when you look at a That's getting right, by the way. What? Yeah, you're good. Wimanyama. You have to learn it because he's not going anywhere unless unless injuries derail. Yeah, well, his watch career. him. Watch him last like two seasons in the league. You're probably gonna have to learn his name. Uh, Wimanyama. Wimanyama. Victor. Just call him Victor. What up, V? <laughs> or Wemby. I mean, I mean, I get, I get, I get the Alamo was brave, but how much good karma can one city get to a sports team? He is listed at 230 pounds. That's still pretty skinny for seven four. I mean, I mean, everything's skinny for seven four. Yeah, that's well, that's a good point. Yeah. Um. Texas says TK's over here acting like he wouldn't he would turn down an opportunity to get with Martha. Don't let's, let's not go down that road. He's thinking about it. Don't. I mean Texas yeah. says Peppy is a, was a woman and she is insane. She's so, insane. If you're running for office. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're you're going by you're going you're running for office and you think going by Peppy's a good idea. I mean, there's no, no way. Clearly, you have mental issues. <laughs> so, is that dude wearing a jersey, t-shirt, shirt, polo, or pullover? I heard. I heard you said long-haired guy in shirt went against a woman dressed nicely in shirt. Yeah, that's what I heard with shirts. Just, just shirts. 
We're just going. I mean, to me, it's just, it's like every like we call every soda Coke here. It's it's just a shirt. Texas says Trevor needs to return that grill. That could be a segment. TK returns the grill with burgers and dogs. This could be like yeah. This could be a a, a step program. Just go knocking on random doors. Part of your sobriety. Uh, back in 1996, I took this. If you're still living in that same apartment in Rolling Hills since 1996, I'd like to grill you, you might a have issues. I'd like to grill you a hot dog. Sit back, enjoy a dinner on me, Trevor Kelsey. It was one of those breezeways. It wasn't like actually went in the building. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the ACC. We'll talk about this conference realignment stuff, the latest quotes, the latest reports, which, I mean, we're talking about this stuff. 95% of it could just be total BS. That's the joy of conference realignment if you like the madness. I personally don't, but we're going to talk about it after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here on 1450 Hey, mister, can you tell me where a man might find a bed? He just grinned and shook my hand. No was all he said. Take the load off, Benny. Take the load for free. Take the load off, baby. Back in Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I was reminded uh, after yesterday's show, we talked so much about Brady Allen. I, I, pretty much I did because you were driving back from over here to start the show. And we never got to play the Transfer Portal song. So we, we, we talked so much about it. It was a Transfer oh. Portal news. We didn't get to discuss it. We didn't have the song. I feel bad about that. Should I hold on? We haven't done the, the Transfer Portal song in a, in a little bit. Can we go ahead and play it? I gotta bring it up. Hold on one second. Okay, don't worry about it. Because we got there's one little piece of transfer portal news out there that may or may not affect us that we can talk about before we move on to the ACC stuff. Oh, today? Yeah. Okay. Well, I gotta get to this ad now. Okay. Well, we don't. We don't. We. I figured. I thought it was just there for a button push. And well, it well, it's on. Weird. The thing is, the problem is it's on the other email. Okay, we don't have to do it though. So I just missed it. But yesterday. by the time what I did was I just distracted you while I did this. It's the transfer portal. The transfer portal. Is the weight still playing in the background? It was. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to notice. <laughs> what a disaster. That was right. not the band in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That was basically to make up for yesterday with Brady Allen coming. But there is one piece of transfer portal news out there. You know, the portal has uh, has, has closed. It's closing. And the only people who can still enter the portal now, from now on, are graduate transfers who are eligible immediately. And there was a late entry into the portal this morning that I think I would hope Louisville would go after. I don't know if they will. But UC Riverside guard uh, Zion Pullen 
who was one of the best players in the Big West last year, averaged just shy of 20 points per game, four rebounds, and 4.2 assists per game, uh, has entered the transfer portal. Four-time, uh, he was a four-year player out there at UC Riverside. His numbers improved every single year. He shot just under 40% from three, six-foot-four guard, uh, solid defender, helped the Highlanders to uh, th- their best season in program history last year, and um, you know, put up big numbers against g- big-time opponents. Had 20 points against Colorado, 21 points against Oregon, 30 points against Portland. Um, he is a one of the better players available in the portal. He's a guy that would help us significantly. I'd love to see Louisville, with one scholarship available, reach out to him. So that, that's your transfer portal update there. Nothing substantive. I just want to hear the song. You had me a guard. Yeah, 6'4 guard. Com- true combo. Stop. True combo. Stop talking. He can handle no it. No need. He can shoot it. He can pass it. He you can- had me a guard. He can do all- everything that we want. <laughs> all right, conference realignment. I didn't even hear his name. I was, I was guard, and I was like, I want him. He's good. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> Zion Pullen. Oh, cool name, though. Pulling me in his direction. That's what he's doing. <laughs> where, where did he play? It was it UC something? UC Riverside. UC Riverside. Oh, River, Riverside represents. Riverside. Um, Still a better, better day at Dave Chappelle. Oh, bleep. It's Wayne Brady. <laughs> that's a good one. I always think Riverside because that's where also where Reggie Miller's from. <laughs> okay. All right. The, the conference realignment stuff. It, it's in full swing. But is it really is the question. Like, it, 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 this kind of It's starting to feel to me like following – a recruitment, namely the DJ Wagner recruitment, where it's like every day. I mean, we had DJ Wagner update of the day this time a year ago, and every day it was this happened, this changed, and the reality is, after following it for five months, there probably was no change. Like the, there wasn't any ebb and flow. He was going to go to Kentucky the entire time. I, I think with this ACC stuff, we're getting all these reports. You know, the magnificent seven, those seven schools have aligned. They're talking in secret about trying to leave the league. And then there was a report yesterday, Louisville's joined. They've become the great eight, and now they've got a majority. And the reality is, like, Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner today at the league's annual summer meetings, he was like, every program in the conference is looking at all possibilities. It's like, it's not news that programs are getting together and looking at the grant of rights. Like, we're not shocked about this. Like, he just said, like, with everything, his answer to every question was basically, we're looking at all possibilities, which is all you can do in this day and age. Like, I, I think that the, the grant of rights deal puts the ACC in a unique situation where, on one hand, if you want the league to, to survive and be successful, these programs are going to find it very, very hard to leave. You're going to have a hard time having the ACC, I mean, the SEC or the Big Ten pick off some of your schools. The difficulty is it's going to be hard to attract options because of the same thing. Nobody wants to be locked into a 12-year sentence or more in this day and age when everything changes so dramatically every three, four, five years. I, I don't think I, I thought Mike DeCorsi had a really good column for the Sporting News today, where he's like, they can look all they want, they can form alliances, they can have these secret meetings, they can call themselves the Super Cool Seven, whatever the hell they're, they're going to do. And the reality cool is, name. they've got nowhere to go, and there's no way to to get out. Like it's 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 not going to happen anytime soon. Like they're not going to find a like you're going. You would need the SEC to have all their members agree to another expansion. This is before they've even officially added Texas and Oklahoma. Like we're we're just getting ready to have the Texas and Oklahoma era start. You'd need a unanimous agreement. You'd need unanimous agreement on who those schools are going to be. 
good luck with that. Like, like, good luck with getting everybody on the same page yeah. as far as whether or not to pick North Carolina or pick Florida State or pick Clemson or pick some combination of them. Would that include? Would that include Oklahoma and Texas's vote too as well? Yeah, now like, well, they're, I, they're I, now members. They they get a say in all. How this. did they get? Because I, I can't imagine they didn't do that policy. I don't think with them did they? Because I can't see Texas A and M being like, oh yeah, vote them in. Well, they it ends up getting to a point where it's like. Either A and M can be like the last one. Like they didn't. They clearly did not want Texas. Yeah, they, they were the one team probably not voting for them. I would. Assume. But it was like you can be like the 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 one person holding up something that all the rest of the conference wants and have everybody hate you, or you can just get on board because it's going to happen yeah. anyway. We're going to make your life hell if you don't vote. Basically, for it. yeah. Yeah. Good luck ever winning everything anything ever again in this place. It's basically like a, a congressional <laughs> vote. It's like cool. You can you can play martyr and, and cast your vote for the other side, but nobody's going to like you anymore. Nobody's going to sit with you at the lunchroom. You're going to be iced out of everything. See, if that was like NC State, they'd be like, I don't care. No one likes us anyway. Well, <laughs> NC State is desperate for people to like them, regardless <laughs> of what you think. Uh, what what they'll try to make you think. Uh, Clemson and Florida State. like Those are the two schools that keep coming up for everybody. And if you want to pay $120 million, they're getting $17 million annually from this, this ESPN contract, which is a bad deal. We've established that. It's a terrible deal. It should have never been signed. The commissioners in the ACC have screwed the conference consistently. They don't have, yeah. like, unless you're just going to have a gigantic booster pony up the money, you don't have it. Like, you don't, it's not worth it to pay $120 million to get out of this deal. And even if you have the money, you may not get out of the grant of rights deal. Like, it seems to be pretty airtight. All these, this is not a new thing where programs are looking, hiring lawyers to look into whether or not they can find a loophole in this. They've been doing it for a couple of years now. And to my knowledge, nobody's found anything that they can be like, hey, we can go to the SEC because of this. Like, I, I just, if you want to wait four years in the ACC with a conference that now hates you because you're leaving anyway, like that just seems, it, it just seems like a shooting yourself in the foot. The, my whole point in all this is, I, I think the most realistic option for what happens next, because that's, that's the big question, what's the next shooter drop? At least as far as we and our conference is concerned, is that nothing changes for the ACC for at least five years. I think that, that business will go on as usual. I think you may see Oregon and Washington jump ship from the Pac-12 to somewhere. Maybe the Big 12 tries to pawn them up off to, to strengthen their conference. Maybe the, the Big 10 expands and includes more West Coast programs, or the SEC tries to get involved in the West Coast to counter the UCLA and USC moves. But as far as we're concerned – I think the ACC is set at 14 teams, minus Notre Dame in football, and remains at 14 teams for at least five years. I, I think we need to get comfortable. And we're bashing the, the, the rights thing that, that's making everyone stay, but, I mean, if it wasn't for that, would the ACC even be here today? Probably not. I think it's, I think it's, it's a very fair point. I, I think mean, you may I have already seen programs jump ship. Yeah, I can imagine Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, Clemson, all might have been gone, but, yeah, it would have probably all been gone by now. Now, Jim Phillips got asked today straight up, you know, you've got programs that are meeting in secret, and he's like, that isn't news to me. He's like, there's not a conference in the country or institutions that haven't talked about conference expansion and the landscape and what's best for them. Okay, and, I, so, so I don't know why ahead. I'm picturing, like, like the like the, the Florida State, like, athletic director going down, like, this, like, little alleyway and, like, going up the door, like, doing a secret knock, like, the tango, like, what's the password? And he's like, ACC sucks. All right, come on in. <laughs> like, New England clam chowder. The white or red? I can never remember that one. The password is no shared revenue. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just don't know why. I, like going into like this, 
like a stone carver type meeting, like in the Simpsons, like on this tunnel. There's like lanterns being lit. That's what I picture when I see secret meeting. To your point, <laughs> Nicole Arbach from The Athletic was talking to what she described as one ACC source. And she was talking about, you know, what does this mean as far as schools actively looking for ways to get out? And he was like, he's like, honestly, we don't know and they don't know. He's like, would it, if you are able to get out of the grant of rights deal, would it be soon? Would it be six years from now? We've got no idea. He's like, if it were, he's like, to your point, he goes, if it were that simple, everybody in this league would have done it already, which is, is so true. It's why, about the league. <laughs> yeah, it's why I think that, that we're, you know, I don't want to use the word stuck here because it's not a terrible spot for Louisville to be uh, in the ACC. I think that we're, we're in the conference now for the foreseeable future. Until something crazy happens, until there's some give from the ACC that maybe they say, you know, we're going to, I don't know, change our deal up because of this, this, and this. I do think that you're going to see the conference get rid of the shared revenue model to try and appease Florida State, namely, and some of the other schools that want, you know, a bigger share of the pie because they feel like they do some of the heavier lifting. I think you're probably going to see that go into effect relatively soon as kind of an olive branch extended by Jim Phillips and company. I, I think they'll try to restructure the deal with the ESPN. But as far as like our day-to-day lives as fans, I don't think it's going to change significantly. I, I think you'll still see you know, we, we have the new conference set up for football starting this year with the one big division and the no in, you know, divisional opponents or any, any more moving forward. That'll be a big change. But as far as everything else, like basketball is going to stay the same. Baseball is going to stay the same. I think that you're just the opponents are going to stay the same. The general setups are going to stay the same. I don't think our lives are going to change that significantly for the, the next at least five, six years. And I'm fine with that. Like I, we're finally, I, I feel like we still haven't gotten a chance to really make ourselves at home in this conference, which is crazy when you think about we've been in this league basically as long as we were in the Big East. I think one season longer than we were in the Big East. I mean, this is our second this is our second longest conference tenure next to the Metro, right? Yeah, I mean we started our first year was 2014-15. We're going into 23-24. We were in the Big East from 05-06 until 2012-13. Like we've we've already had a longer run and it still feels like, like by the time we left the Big East, it felt like we had established all these rivalries, we made a name for ourselves. We we had definitely made it our home. And with the ACC, it still kind of feels like we haven't really experienced what life in the ACC is supposed to be like. Maybe now that this NCAA stuff has calmed down, hopefully we can get Jeff Brom get the football program rolling. Hopefully we can get Kenny Payne getting the basketball program going or whoever's after Kenny Payne getting the basketball program rolling. And we can finally start experiencing the good life in the ACC. But I don't think that we're, we're bouncing anytime soon or getting bounced anytime soon. I wonder where we would be if we hadn't joined the ACC when we did and we just kind of maybe stayed in the AAC for a couple more years. Would we be in the Big 12 right now? Probably. I wonder how long we'd I mean, We'd joined probably maybe a couple years ago. I mean, we also would have had like a fan mutiny, so the program might not exist. They may, <laughs> they may have burned down everything on Floyd Street if we'd chosen to turn down an ACC invite to stay in the America. Well, I've already seen what that looks like. I don't need to imagine a hypothetical of that. I've seen that post Church is firing in the last two years, in the last, last year at the Yum Center. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've already seen what that looks like. But every question that, that Jim Phillips got asked, I, I kind of I feel sorry for him in a way, in the same way that I, I feel sorry for Josh Hurd when he gets asked these types of questions, because you can't, there's almost nothing that you can say. Like, there's everybody wants action, right? Whenever you, you feel that there's a, a shifting landscape, when you feel that there's, 
you know, maybe you're not standing on the most solid of footing. You need to do something to stabilize yourself, or, or you need to get into a, a new ground entirely. And for Josh Hurd, there's only so much he can do. So I feel like with every question that he gets asked, he just has to say some variation of, of course, we're looking at all possible options. And that's all he can do. Like, I'm sure that he's reached out to other institutions in the ACC about, you know, what are you guys thinking? What have you heard on looking into getting out of the grant of rights? Like, if you, have you been contacted by other conferences? I'm sure he's reached out to higher-profile people at other leagues saying, you know, if you ever want to talk, my phone's open. But, like, what else is he supposed to do? He can't go out there and openly campaign for Louisville to the Pac-12 or whatever you're, you're, you're wanting him to do. Why not? Because the ACC then is like, okay, <laughs> you're screwed. I mean, it's not like the ACC is going to be like, what? Someone doesn't want to be with us? <laughs> I mean, they might be at this point. They're going to make us stay longer? I mean, where are you going to go? Like, like, I, the Pac 12 may not want you. The Pac 12 is not, I think they're in very much of a holding pattern right now. The Big 12 is just taking a bunch of teams. They may not look to expand anytime soon. Like, you just, at, at some point, like, in certain instances, Sitting and waiting is all you can do, and I think that Louisville's in that spot right now. Everybody wants something to happen. They want to, to, to feel comforted in the fact that like they're, we're exploring all possible options. I think that's happening. Just because you're not seeing that action on the surface doesn't mean that it's not happening behind the scenes. I, I think that there's, just, there's only so much you can do in this situation, and that's not going to change anytime soon. I, 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 just, I hate realignment. I think it brings out the worst oh, aspects of, uh, of sports fandom just because – People will leech off of the the fears and the uncertainties that fan bases have, and it's why you'll see like the guy yesterday, the radio show host who I'd forgotten about since the the last dose of conference realignment, who's just wrong about everything, who just puts out there willy nilly, you know, Louisville's joined the group of eight, and now they've got a majority, and things are going to change. Look for them to go to the Big Twelve. It's just made up. It's just it, it is totally just made up stuff out there to try and generate attention and conversation because I guess it makes you feel better about yourself, and I just don't know. I don't know who to believe. It's like following men's basketball recruiting right now, where it's like recruiting in general. Yeah. I want to believe some of this stuff. I just don't like you know fool me seventeen times, and maybe I'm going. But but then like you'll get a sexy report out there that's like, hey, hearing Louisville and Big Twelve talk is heating up, and I'm like, if it is true, then I've got then I'm excited about it. Then I've got to react to it. But I know it's not. You just it, it brings out the worst in all of these this the modern sports fandom experience where there's just rumor mongering every second of every day because it generates an audience and I just don't like it. And I just want to be, like, I follow sports for the games, the wins, the losses, the competition, the postseason success, the failures, all that good stuff. I'll follow recruiting to a point because I want to know who's going to be on my team. I like learning about players once they've committed and certainly once they've signed, but I don't like you know following a 15 year old's recruitment for the same reason that I don't like following conference realignment because I don't trust any of the sources that are out there. And because it just seems not at the heart of what the actual sports fandom experience is supposed to be about. Like I, I, I want to talk about games, matchups, like like the like the actual stuff that matters. And I know this matters so much because it sets all of that up. But it's just it's not fun for me. I I, no. I I don't like it. I wish it would just go away. I wish we could just set everybody in their conferences and have it stay there forever. But I know that that's not going to happen either. No, I agree. I mean, I, this has been annoying me for a decade now. And at first it annoyed me just because, you know, old man, old man in me was just like, you know, come on, this geographically just is stupid. I mean, yeah, that, that's gone. And, and and now I've got like, I, yeah, you're right. That's that's like so far gone. I'm just kind of giving up on it. Yeah. It's part of me still annoyed by it a little UCLA's bit. UCLA's in the Big Ten. 
What's that's, that? UCLA's in the Big yeah, Ten. I mean, it's, exactly. a, it's, a, it's all over forever. I mean, Oklahoma's in the SEC. I mean, just, it just, yeah, everything is just. I mean, I still can't go over Missouri. You ever drive to Missouri and you see this, the billboard says, Welcome to SEC, SEC country. country? I'm like, you, like, really? I mean. Nothing screams southeast like Branson, Missouri. <laughs> like like oh, the Ozarks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think of SEC traditions. I think Marty Bird. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it just, I, that still doesn't get to me. And that's been that many. They've been like in there for a decade now, maybe plus, right? I mean, yeah, over a decade. So some people, some kids are like, it's weird to them probably not to think of SEC without Missouri. It's weird to me, but it's still like you said. It's just like I, there's so much more to like think about and like concentrate, and, and in Louisville's case, most of the time worry about when it comes to the sports teams and, and what they're doing. I don't need to worry about where we're what conference we're playing in. Like I just, it, it seems you're right. It seems, it seems unnecessary. It just, it just seems like something we shouldn't have to worry about. That's the thing too. It's like, annoying. We've had so many traumatic experiences that you can understand why yeah. we're like we're such an easy mark for somebody who's trying to generate you know, like attention because we've been through this more than anybody in power conference athletics for the past thirty years. Like we're like the foster kid who gets passed around. And we're we like, are. You know, we're now we're finally like we get to the ACC and they're like, we're the good parents. Like, do we trust them? I feel like Should Matt Saracen crying in the shower <laughs> where he's like, everybody leaves me. Like. What is wrong with me? Like that's how we feel. Like we are, we just feel like neglected every time we. It, it's like you know, the big the conference USA is going to be a great new home. It's like well, that's not not really. And then it's like <laughs> the Big East is going to be a fantastic new home. Yep, it's gone. Uh, the American temporary stay because we're going to the ACC yeah. and it's going to be great. And then yeah. it's like, well, is it really? The American's just like the hotel we're crashing at while our, our real house gets like fumigated or something. Bring back the old Missouri <laughs> Valley. Just bring it back. Just take us back. To, bring back the metro. Just, I say, I say we back. get the metro and get everybody back there, including Florida State. We I mean, had Georgia Tech, Baw Tech. It'd be fine. Start just UNCC. Lock everybody into a conference for forty years. Have conference realignment again when I'm dead. That's fine. Like just, just, just. I, I want to know what league we're going to be in forever, and it's obnoxious to not have that stability. I mean, right, we got to go to break. It's, was, we talked over the top of the four yeah. o'clock hour. We'll go to break. We'll come back. We can continue this conversation. We'll take some texts from you guys at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We've got a, a basketball. Another reaction to the latest big debate amongst the fan base that we'll get to. We've got a football over under update. The confidence in Jeff Robb nationally continues to grow. All of that coming your way in hour number two. Keep it locked right here on 
It was the heat of the moment. You have a framed Asia poster? <laughs> Conference alignment. That's actually good. <laughs> I enjoy that. That's that is inside yourself in 23. We may have something here. The disco hot bottle. No place for you. ACC, I'm sorry. You, you can't concern yourself <laughs> with the ACC. It's the mouth the Big 12 had to be put in there. Now it just reminds me, this song, uh, one of my favorite South Park moments of all time is when Cartman sings it at Congress to try and get okay. stem cell research approved. I love, is, is that clean? I don't know. Okay, I think it is. Because when I was Googling. I love Kenny McCormick. And I want you to love him too. Because when I was Googling it, that like, like I, just, I was like, okay, I want, want I was, that song popped in my head. I was like, here's the moment, Asia. And like, literally, as I did that, the first thing that came up was the South Park. Yeah. And I mean, I'm assuming. <laughs> if he sings. If I get... I'm not the best speaker in the world. Okay. I'm, I'm, I can't trust South Park. Just I don't. Yeah. Because I, like, I would trust it would be bleeped. But this may be, sometimes they'll put non-bleeped versions on YouTube. Yeah. And I can't trust them. We sorry. don't need to do that. That's fine. No. Now, this was Butter singing Chicago. I would have done it. That's fine. When, when <laughs> Carmen puts him in the life, in the, the, the bunker, he's down there singing Chicago inspiration. Mm. <laughs> You're the reason. It could be Lost in the Woods. Kristoff. <laughs> Uh, we've got a, a new member of the, the squad for the TBT Louisville team this summer. Woo! Again, game's going to be played in July at uh, h- here in town. Shane Bahannon in the fold, joining the team. They had a workout video, so he actually looked really good in the workout video. I'm glad that he's uh, he's looking like he's in shape. The game looked solid. Yeah, I think he's still in town. But this becomes, I mean, this is quickly turning into a reunion of the 2013 National Championship team. You've got four starters from that team that are all signed up to play on this uh, this, this summer squad. Uh, Bahannon, Blackshear, Smith, and Siva. The only starter who's not going to be a part of this team is, is going to be Gorgie Zhang because he still, at the moment, is an active NBA player. So, like, all the nostalgia is going to come back. It was going to be a cool thing to begin with, but now I think, I mean, look, part we haven't seen these guys play together in uh, over a decade at this point. Like, the, the the memories are going to come flooding back, even if it's just for one game. Watching Russ and Peyton run a backcourt together, watching Shane and Wayne play at the on the wings, like it's going to be. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a fun, nice little summer distraction. If I was to say to you before, like you took, I'll be honest, I would I would have guessed thirty names before I would have said Shane that you would have said the name that he's was back. Added. Like, and if I would ask you, like, give me who, who's going to be the last player, former. A little player join us. I mean, how many names would you have gone through before you got to Shane? Uh, not that many, because I, I I think that he would have. I mean, we haven't seen him. He's 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 ghosted like the last two anniversaries. Well, he hasn't been invited. I thought he got it. Well, that, that was the question mark on the last one, wasn't it? No, no, was, he he it, it became clear he wasn't invited. Like he he went to the thing before with the, with the players at Vinny's place, um, but he was not actually invited to come. I know that's what he KFC said publicly. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure if that was. That has been true to, or not. But. No, it, it was. Okay. That, that was he reached out to to Kenny Klein and Kenny was informed that Shane Kemp could not be a part of the festivities. But he has been invited to come back on campus since, and he's been working out and, and doing runs at the KFC Yum Center. So that's okay. I mean, not the KFC Yum Center, the the Keeper Center, formerly the the, the Little Yum. So he's been back on campus, and I, I've seen some of the videos. He looks he, he looks good. Looks like he's in shape. Staying in shape, all right. And we'll see uh, you know how he performs in this this tournament this weekend. So Michigan right, Michigan fans would like to send their players from that team, but they're most of them are still in the NBA. Um, 
think all, most of their best players are, except for the center who couldn't stop smoking weed. Mitch McGarry. Yeah. <laughs> I forget his name. <laughs> I think Glenn Robinson's still in the Well, he might not be in the league anymore. Is he? Say that. Say that again. Glenn Robinson III? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if he is or not. I'm pretty sure Burke and, and, and Hardaway are, though, right? I mean, the only one that I know for sure is um, um, the oh God. Stauskas. Not not Stauskas, uh, Karis LeVert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always forget he was even on that team. I, I think it was you that mentioned it. And I was like, no, he wasn't. He missed the in the, in the, in the big run, the, the four Luke Hancock threes and the Montrose Herald dunk. He missed a pretty good look at a three right in the middle that would have killed our momentum. Um, that, that, that's what I remember him from from that game. He's a freshman on that team. Yeah, it looks like Hardaway did play for Dallas this year. He did? Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it's easy to forget because Dallas was pretty bad this year. Yeah, they, they had a ton of NBA success from that team. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just uh, – Burke did not play. He played with Dallas last year. Okay. It looks like he was out of league. Oh, just off, like, teams – players that made the NBA, one, two, three, four, five, mm. six of them. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean – They had way more NBA success than we did. Oh, that team was – we probably shouldn't have beat that team. That team was pretty damn good. Yeah, they were definitely. I mean, that was, but that was. Uh, that's what Is John Beeline overrated? Can he not get the no, most out of his out of his talent? <laughs> it might be that. Coming up at four thirty. That might be one of your worst takes since the Jersey T-shirt argument. <laughs> Let's talk about. It. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Mitch McGarry was very heavily used, and he probably had the least amount of pro success from that team. Uh, Stauskas is the one surprised most. I think he was one of the higher drafted. Oh, yeah, he was very he was high a lottery pick for some reason. He's the one I used to make fun of. I think I, he was Doster, like, thought he was an NBA guy, and I never did. I guess we were kind of half both right. Like, he did get drafted like Doster thought, but he was out of the league like I figured he would be. Yeah. but <laughs> Good team, though. Uh, 502-414-1450. Before we move on and, and take a, a, a different topic, before we go back to the, the men's basketball stuff, we'll take some text here on the Thornton's text line. Uh, text says, Trevor stole a bike. Is Trevor related to Francis? Is Trevor actually Francis? I didn't, uh, Francis? I, like, I believe it's a uh, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, I was thinking, I don't know why I think Francis is like, the guy that like owned the Girls Gone Wild videos and stuff. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't his name Francis? That was also the name of the bad guy in Deadpool 2. I think like Girls Gone Wild played a big part in your life in like the early 2000s, late 90s. Oh, I mean, of course. You saw those videos? I had a friend whose sister was on one. God. They end up suing him. That's the nightmare. They, they end up suing him because, because she was only 17. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, oh, yeah, huge part. I mean, I think that guy's in prison now, though. Is he? That's I think not so. Shock. It's the least shocking thing. Ever yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> there was a thing about it. There was, like, there was like this, like, scathing documentary on, like, TNT. They're like, what happened to someone? He went from owning an island to being an island on his own. <laughs> I saw the, speaking of islands and, and grifters, I saw that Billy McFarlane, the Firefest guy, he's out of jail now, and he's doing this whole thing. He's like, he's like, we're definitely gonna put together a big. I'm like, when are we gonna stop do, letting guys get away with this? Like, like, this guy should never be heard from again. He should never be trusted with putting on any sort of event again. Don't give him any money. He does not deserve it. He's defrauded people out of millions of dollars. Uh, let's let, let's stop. Just let him go. I don't know. Work at a Domino's for the rest of his life. Just get him out of my life. His name was Joe Francis. And I've never stolen a bike. I, I, first of all, the grill thing was just a stupid 3 a.m. drunken mistake. I, normally, I'm very good about, uh, I, 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 I frown heavily on theft. I still feel bad for the grill. Maybe I still have it, actually, I think. It's the one I still use. 
Texas have a hard time feeling sympathy for a bunch of ADs and presidents missing out on $30 million a year when they're already making that much on a yearly basis, especially when it's not like we as common folks will ever see any of that money in use. I, I feel like I always have to say this, but yeah, when I say I feel bad for somebody in these terms, I don't mean like big picture, they might be eating on the street at some point in their lives. Like they all have, like when I say like I feel bad for Kenny Payne because you know he doesn't want to deal with this or that, or if I said I feel bad for Jeff Brom, I don't feel bad for them in the big picture because they're going to be just fine. But it's a, a very a micro level. Like there's a part of me that felt bad for for Chris Mack for the way that things panned out. Chris Mack's doing just fine. He's he's moved to Florida. He's gonna be great. He's doing okay. He's never going to have to worry about where his next meal is coming from. So yes, like like all of these people that we talk about in sports are not worthy of having sympathy for in the biggest of pictures. But at a more micro level, when we're talking about things, I think you can still feel sympathy towards them when you it know, comes to stuff like that. Mac does have to worry sometimes where he's going to buy his next lobster. It's a tough call. <laughs> do I go to, go to the Northeast? Do I go to Maine or do I go to, to, to New York? <laughs> Texas says Mike is right. There's, uh, there's not much the schools can do right now, at least not publicly, and there's nothing that the fans can do. We just need to focus on winning and building the most attractive athletic department uh, and product possible so that we can move to a new conference. We are something that conferences want to have. Let's just win games and have fun. There you go. That's the name of the game, winning games and having fun. I mean, when we got when, when Charlie Strong came here, because I mean, everybody agreed that Charlie Strong having the type of success that he was having at Louisville played a fairly large part in us beating out UConn for that spot in the ACC. But it's not like we were like, hey, we've got to get a great coach in here who's going to win football games. So that if, a let's say, I don't know, Maryland leaves in three years, we're going to get that spot in the ACC. It was, let's get a good coach in here and win football games because that's what this whole thing is about. Let's, let's just start winning games. And then if there's another shuffling, we can be in a, a stronger position. And yeah, like I, I want to win games because that's what we're here for. It, it's why we follow sports. But also, if there does wind up becoming a situation where we are on the the auction line and we're being looked at and compared to other programs for a spot in the, the big 10, the ACC, the big 12, the whatever I'd like to be in a position of strength at that time. So I don't know if you've heard this before, Trev, but winning is good in sports. We want to win. Let's win for a myriad of reasons. And I don't think we have to worry about UConn right now either. UConn stop. That could have been us. Well, basketball, they're doing fine. Well, yeah, yeah, they basketball. Yeah. But football, I mean, they look, they either missed the tournament or they win national titles. They didn't, what they, fun they is didn't that? get dropped to be D2. They stayed D1, didn't they? They're still, yeah, they just they're independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they suck. <laughs> yeah, last they're year. really bad. <laughs> no, I, I, thought they, I thought they had improved. Didn't Moore have a good year with them last year? They got rid of Randy Edsall, and that was the. Yeah, but Jim Moore. I guess. And Jim Moore went to a bowl game this year with them. Did they go to a bowl game this year? I'm almost positive he turned them around that quickly. If he did, more power to him. That's that's impressive. I don't remember that. I know that two years ago they I were think, just god off. Oh yeah, the Randy Edsel last year they had when they. Uh, By God, they did go to a bowl game, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yeah, they, they beat they got, and they beat. Or they lost to Marshall. They lost to Marshall, yeah. six and seven. That's yeah, that's Jim Moore getting it done. They beat a ranked Liberty team. <laughs> he, he won more games in one year than Edsel did in his entire four five years prior. I mean, that was such what a terrible. That was one of those where like everybody's like, I can't. He was there five years and won six games. He was so bad. That's so such a terrible move. <laughs> Texas says Missouri in the SEC is like a tomato being a fruit. Factually, yes, but actually, no. I like that. That's, com- a, that's a great comparison. It's a yeah. very good text. It's like, no, it is, but no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Just one. call it a vegetable. Missouri's a Big 12 team. 
Uh, Texture says, God, what a time. Same Texture says, God, what a time for a historically great basketball program to be coming off of a historically bad season. Actually, well, the problem is, is that when it comes to realignment, basketball, yeah, no one does. It's actually we're, we're good timing. Brom coming in the way he is with the excitement and the possibility of us having this really good season this year. That's actually the opposite of that. It's great timing because, like you said, and I agree, basketball is it's in the, the back of the mind of all these conferences when they talk about this. Who is we have a texter that you, some guys sometimes you guys I don't know who does this I assume it's KRC people they'll like name the texters on the text line if they like stays there I see when he texts in like he's got a name attached to him yeah like there's a texter who's texts in and he's identified as Big X Sports Radio I just went on to see that because I was curious what you were thinking talking about it's like it's coming from inside the building is it is it Frank <laughs> is it you is this Dugan. <laughs> I responded to him. I see. From in just back in December. <laughs> He's called me a big baby. He says my wife thinks Trevor's a big baby. I said your wife is very intelligent. Gotta be Dugan. <laughs> I wonder do I know the, the number? No, that's that's not Dugan's number. I don't know. Texas says the twenty thirteen team uh at packed Freedom Hall, all the fields. Does the T V T in fact outdraw most of the games of the regular season at the Yum? That's a valid question. I think it'll be close. I got thrown off by that texture. I'm sorry. I'm shocked. Um, I'm distracted for a second. The, the tennis, I mean, we have the basically the 2013 national title starters, minus Gorgie, playing at Freedom Hall for at least one game. It's, it's a single elimination tournament, potentially yeah. as many as four. Do you think that that game or those games outdraw this past year's team at the Yum Center? Ooh. I bet they get about 8,000 would be my guess. And the, the the announced average attendance this season was like 12 for Louisville. I think it was the actual attendance was like six per game average. Probably give or take. Yeah. I, I mean, bet they get more than six at that first game. I mean, thankfully it was more than an Oakland A's game the other day. Now, but. I also was wrong because I thought the attendance for the the uh, celebration on Monday night was going to be – that was a question. Was, I heard Do it you was think it will be better? Yeah. And it wasn't nearly what I thought it was yeah. going to be. So, I, heard, I, I could be wrong about this. Um, so, so the um, – well, do we do, do you again remind me the the time and date of the the, the day and time of the uh, TBT game? Well, I don't think we know the times. So okay. they're all at night. I think. Yeah, I'm so, worried if it's a weeknight because it's going to hit. If it's now, if it's a, like a Saturday night or maybe a Sunday like early evening. I, I, the yeah. first game I believe will be during the week. I mean that'll hurt it, but I mean to say that they're going to get a better game. Yeah, I think. I mean, it'd be interesting. I think the first one definitely winner. I mean, win or lose. I think but if they win, even the second game will be a drop-off in attendance no matter when it is. But the first one, yeah, I can see them getting between six and 10,000. I'm trying to look up. Their first game will be – actually, I take it back. They do have a time. July 25th at 7 p.m. Um, let me look up when – Seven's not that bad. July 25th will be a Tuesday. So they would go – theoretically, if they make it through the first two rounds, they would go – Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then Monday would be their their four games at at, at Freedom Hall. Yeah, Tuesday seven o'clock. I could step me could be closer to like four or five k. Yeah, I think yeah, I agree. It'll, that that does take that. I, I think you lose lose a little bit of chunk of people because of that though. Like, you put like I said a Saturday night or a Friday night or a Sunday early evening, you get a lot better people. I'm curious to who because you know there are a lot of teams in here that are. Schools that you know, Marquette Most has a team them. that won it a couple years ago. There's yeah, there's a couple of them that are like overseas elite. 
um, that are just kind of hodgepodge thrown together. But it'd be cool if we played like a Syrac- the Syracuse team, the Bayheim's Army team, or even that Marquette team. You know, Diener still plays for that team. He's like the captain slash player. Oh, yeah, Diener the wiener. Would love to hit the game winning shot to like win the championship. I was like, this is this is my hell. Like I can't. It was like <laughs> I was like I'm in basketball hell right now at every level. I can't I can't escape it anywhere. Um, <laughs> I watched pictures sitting on the couch like next to Mary. I was like shaking my head. Yeah, so, you just I don't like this is my hell. Mary's like thanks. <laughs> you got to be killing me. You got to be killing me. Texture says we have an incredibly horny hump day today trending on Twitter. Uh, Martha Stewart on the cover of SI. Trev's debating whether he would. And now Dick Mountain is trending. <laughs> I thought you read that. <laughs> well, it's, it's what's trending. It's, it's That's name. his name. It's his name. What do you want me to say? It is trending. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just, that's a real person. He's a pitcher. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I mean, if you're a parent, seriously, right? Dick Mountain. I mean. What's his name? I mean, you're a parent. You've got, you've named two children now. I have. At any point, I mean. Successfully. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know about, I can tell you, you already beat out Dick Mountain's parents. I mean, so, I mean, one Richard, maybe two. I mean, you're you're the father, you're the mother. You're signing that birth certificate. You don't like hear if it. If your last you, name's Mountain, though, that puts you in a unique <laughs> position. You got you you have you, you have a choice to make at that point. <laughs> like you have a choice that I don't have to make as a person with the last name of Rutherford. That's true. You can get creative. You can you can lean into this thing, or you can just make, be like, you know, it's going to be an interesting last name, but we're going to call him Tom. Tommy Mountain. I, yeah, I'm just curious. <laughs> what, what if Mountain's not even the, like the family name? What if they just named him that? Like kind of Joe Dirt style. Like his real family name is Smith. He just like <laughs> got the nickname in high school because he was so good. Or, you know, whatever reason. Dick Mountain's 43 years old, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. By the way. 43. This is, I'm probably getting told for this in some way. but So I just like Googled Dick Mountain to see what. <laughs> and like, the first thing that comes up is Rich Hill. <laughs> the, the former pitcher for the A's. Well, I guess his, that was his nickname. I was, I was yeah. I just thought it was something to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was his nickname. Okay. Oh, that was so. It's not a real. So that's not a real person. Yeah, it's his, it's his nick. It's Rich Hill's nickname is Dick Mountain. Oh, I just thought it was making the connection somehow because of Hill and Mountain. Now I'm confused. It's okay. It's a confusing topic. I thought this was a different person. I knew who Rich Hill is. I didn't know that was the same person. He's 43. Yeah, he's, well, he's a lefty, though. Yeah, that's true. If, there's any, if, you, if my kid was ever a lefty, the, I mean, basketball, don't even bother. Football, don't even turn it on. Soccer, it's not our country. If you're a lefty, my son is playing pitcher. Remember Charlie Huff? Pitched until he's like 65. How many lefty? If you look at the in major leagues of players over forty that are playing, I, dollars to donuts and like nine out of ten of them are all are lefties. Texas says y'all are running on all cylinders today. We are on the air for a full hour and a half. Well, things actually do do work well better when we're up at the OG studio. You say that the last time we came here, they did not work. Remember, the last time we were here, you were literally throwing things back there and had to. To sprint away to go have a cigarette outside. <laughs> that's the angriest I've ever seen you. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Well, other than that time. Yeah, other than the last, <laughs> literally the last time we were here. <laughs> Short-term memory. <laughs> Texas conference realignment is the bleeping worst. I would literally rather spend the dead period figuring out how to get TK to eat a salad. Well, we're not going to do that. We've already been down that road. Yeah. 
Texas Trevor quote, normally I do a good job not stealing stuff. It certainly <laughs> sounds like a guy heading to perdition. Um, big Export Radio guy texted and said, it's, it's Troy. Is it? That's Troy. Is it Troy? Yeah, that's Troy. Can you confirm the number? Um, I'll look it up. It's Troy. I wonder why he's listed as Big X Radio Guy in there. I don't know. Texas, the uh, the first TBT B-ball game being the night before school starts absolutely sucks. Was that, I mean, does Jeff, Jefferson County doesn't start that early. I don't, I There's no don't way it remember. starts in July. I couldn't tell you anything with school anymore. I'm still ba- it still baffles me that the school starts during the fair. School does I mean that was that was the case when I was in school. Like that was it always yeah, felt true. too early. It was always right around there. I mean mid early August is like it's all over the place though. Like you know I have friends I'll follow on Instagram and it'll be like July 6th and they're like first day back to school and they're on one of those like weird schedules. I I can't keep track of any of it but I can't imagine that and I, JCPS has never started in July, so I, that's, this has to be maybe, I don't know, Southern Indiana or somewhere else. I feel bad. I feel bad. I didn't know Greater that. Greater Clark. There, there is. The text says Greater Clark, Indiana starts in July. Okay. I do feel bad because that like, the the fair thing. I didn't know that had changed so quickly. Like it was for you, because to me, I thought it was always so perfect. You had to stay fair the week before you had to go. It was like it was like our Mardi Gras before we had to go through Lent. Like, you know, we get to go to the state fair and just, just go all out and have a good time. You're really into the fair. And then it would end. Well, when I was a kid, I was, especially. You didn't like the fair more someone like middle school and maybe early high school days? No. I did. Except, with, well, there's just don't take hallucinogenetics and go to the fair. It's not a good idea. Don't take what? Hallucinogenetics. Okay. Not a, don't recommend it. <laughs> it's just. It can't can ruin a fair experience. Texas, I think you're epically underselling that attendance. Maybe I am. Like, I, I honestly don't know what to think. Like, What's in Freedom Hall, you said, right? Not the, it's in Freedom Hall. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, like, I'm excited about it. I would love to go. Um, I assume people are going to, to want to go, but I've been, like, I keep thinking, I don't feel like I've got a, a good finger on the pulse of, of what fan turnout's going to be for specific events. Like, like, again, case in point, I thought Monday night was going to be, like, the lower bowl was going to be pretty much full for the Denny Crumb thing, and it was not close. Um I just don't. I don't know what's going to move people to get out and and go to events these days. I mean, I don't think saying that there's going to be four to maybe seven thousand is is a bad well, number. That's where I am. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, do I think it's going to top? I mean, will they? I think annou- it'll be five days. I mean, could they announce it over ten to twelve? Yeah, but they're saying that, you know, like you said, if they say ten to twelve, it's probably you're looking at seven to nine. I mean, I think I could see eight thousand. I mean, I don't think that's a bad. Is that really a bad crowd for a TBT game? No, it, it would be big compared yeah, to a lot of the crowds they get. I can't imagine the, their average crowds being more than a, a 5,000 at the most. Uh, Texas says, Mike, are the Reds back? Oh, my God, yes. You kidding me? They winning again? I mean, Luke dropped a bomb today. Graham Ashcraft is dealing right now. They're up 5 nothing in the bottom of the fifth. I saw people on Twitter getting getting being hard on Hunter Green, though. Did he have a bad outing the other day? He's, he's had a bad year. I mean, I, I know it was Coors, oh. uh, but the other night they lost 9-8. He got – I mean – What's if you watch, it was one of the, it's Coors, but he got ripped. Like it was one of those where it was like even the outs were just BBs. People were just lacing him, and he's not been good all year. Out of the you know the the starters, he's been probably the the least consistent or the most consistently not good. Uh, but the the Reds are playing good baseball. He's right also now. still what twenty years old. He's young, but they also invested a bleep ton of money in him. They wow. just gave him that new contract last month. And you know you know they're not going to just give up on him. Look at Homer Bailey. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, he's a huge draft. Pick. All the tweets I saw, kept seeing were like, 
Hunter Green. No one has a 102 mile fastball that's more hittable than Hunter Green. He's been it's... he's been roped pretty well, but the I mean, and everyone else pitching so well for them has not made him look any any better. I mean, uh, <laughs> you get the, the a lot. I mean, Williamson last night makes his debut for the the Reds after he got he got knocked around a ton for the bats in, in April, and he uh, he pitched really well last night. Uh, only gave up one run and in, pitched in the sixth. He's they've looked good, but they've won. Uh, four out of six. If they win this, they'll win a you know another series going into this weekend against the Yankees, which hopefully we can take. You know, try to take two out of three. You're about to move into third place in the division. We got You're Weaver tied pitching. with Chicago right now. We got uh, Weaver pitching on Friday, and the the new uniforms looks like we're going to have. I think Hunter Green is set to pitch on. They may have changed that. I think Weaver may have gotten bumped to Saturday when I'm going to be there. Um, hopefully we can. Hopefully we can, I can bring the boys a dub. My all my friends are like that are going to this game. They've, like, ordered Yankee stuff and stuff. You know, they've got, like, my Yankee set just came in. I'm debating wearing the full City Connect Reds jersey that they sent me. Like, you can't do that. I'm like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm probably not going to. Communist Russia? I'm going to go neutral. Much as I wish it was. Texture says the best name of all time is Dick Wolf, the Law & Order guy. Dun-dun. No, he's not even the best guy in Law & Order. Speedy Weed is the best guy in Law & Order. Speedy Weed? Speed Weed. That's his name, yeah. Speed Weed. I'm not making that up. You can Google it. That's the, He's got his own Wikipedia page. He's known for his work on CBS, NCIS, Law, and Law and & Order. He's a writer. Texas says, did Trevor say hallucinogenetic? <laughs> Are you tripping on your own DNA? <laughs> Texas says, TK at the fair on mushrooms is the content we need. It kind of is. <laughs> what do you do? Like, What about the fair? What makes the fair experience oh, better on mushrooms? man. Well, you said you said don't do it. So no, it was a bad trip. <laughs> Not a fun trip. I can only imagine. Like I remember going on that thing to the the big boat that goes up and down, like you know, it goes real high up one and swings around like a pendulum. Like I remember being on that oh, and was like, this is a bad decision. That's <laughs> a terrible choice. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, should, I should not have eaten that second jump gap. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little Louisville hoops, uh, the latest news, the latest reaction to what happened on Monday and a reaction to a Rick Bozich column. That's coming your way here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Again, Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. Reminder, if you have heating or air conditioning issues, call our friends over at AirServe of Louisville. Visit airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E dot S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. 
or call them directly at 502-785-8600. Air service is hooking you up with a free, uh, not a free tune-up, but a tune-up for $49, the best price you're going to find for a tune-up in this area. 502-785-8600 or airserve.com slash Louisville. Technicians available 24 hours a day. It's the AirServe difference. All right, um, let's get into some basketball discussion. I've got a, I want to talk about these ACC coaches quotes talking about the NCAA tournament possibly expanding. But before we do that, uh, Rick Bozich penned a column last night. Bozich seems to be the only guys who get the only guy who gets quotes from Kenny Payne uh, this day. So if you want to hear any sort of insight, even if it's just a, you know, two sentence thing, you're going to have to hear it from Rick Bozich if you want to to find out what Kenny Payne's thinking. But he penned a story talking about Daryl Griffith challenging Louisville fans on, on Monday, and. It did kind of feel like this was a. It wasn't just Griff. Certainly, Billy Thompson said uh, said things. Um, Griff followed suit. It was very much a. We're supporting Kenny Payne. We talked about this yesterday, but the the quotes. Some of them ha- have have generated some conversation today, and one in specifically, I thought one specifically, I thought was was worthy of diving into. Griff has said this on Monday, for Coach Crum. Uh, if you want to be a fan that he created generationally, grandkids, people who are now in their 70s and 80s, the same years as Coach Crum, people who went through that 30-year process to build this program in one of the top programs in the country, show up from here on out for Coach Crum. Fill the seats. Times are trending up now. We're going in the right direction. But please, I say this from the bottom of my heart, because to have Coach Crum witness what we've witnessed over the last five years, I just felt for him. I really did. But we are changing. We're on our way. So celebrate Coach Crum's life. But more importantly, anything he would love in talking to the coach and asking, what do you think about the upcoming season? He said, the season should be good. I hope the people show up. I don't, I don't find fault in the, the overall theme, which is we should support our program in good times and bad. I, I agree with that. I would, love if, I, I would have loved if last season every single home game was sold out, even at 4-28. Would have loved it. That's the perfect world. It's not reality. And I think if you're – if you're looking at ways to try to build the program up, if you're looking at ways to talk about the current state of Cardinal men's basketball, I think going after the, 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 the fans or challenging the fans just seems the wrong way to go about it's, it. I think it's the problem is is also it's it's clearly ignoring the annoying the fan base. And, a, a portion and, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and it's just and you just keep, you, you just keep you know egging on it. It's gonna be, you know, like like, like as a parent, like when you when you're a kid and your mom keeps saying, "Clean your room, clean your room." Like, I'll clean it when I'm when I'm ready. You know, I mean, we'll show up. Don't worry. I mean, yes, I know we we've said it to we're red in the face that you know when you win we'll show up, but I mean, also just I mean, really, like it, it, it was Denny's wish for me. I mean, we're we're gonna go there. Like, it's it's like you know, don't if you go to UK, you're gonna you're gonna break your mom's heart. Go to U of L. I mean, we don't need to. Be, just, no. The it's, other thing, the, the thing that seems the, dirty. the only thing that really kind of bothers me about the quote, and bothers is a strong word. I, I, I Griff can say whatever he wants. Well, I know I'm, I'm going to love You're Griff right. forever. But the only thing that, that sort of stands out to me that, and it's not just because Griff said it, but because I, I keep hearing it other places. There's, I don't know how this happened, but there, there's become this the last five years narrative. Like the last five years have sucked. It's been terrible for all of us. The last five years. The last five years. Five years ago, the preseason predictions for Louisville in Chris Mack's first season 
were pretty similar to the ones we got for Kenny Payne last year. There weren't a whole lot of preseason expectations. Louisville was not projected to be an NCAA tournament team, according to any of the bracketologies that were out there going into the year. And they made the tournament pretty easily as a seven seed. Four years ago, Louisville was number one in the country at one point and was going to be a top four seed going into the NCAA tournament. Three years ago, that weird COVID season, Louisville pretty much for the entirety of the year was viewed as a tournament team until the very end when they were the first team left out. And if we hadn't had all those COVID pauses, we probably you know, would have been a tournament team. The last two years unquestionably have sucked. Two years ago, we thought was the worst of the worst, and that team still won three times as many games as last year's team did. The fact of the matter is the attendance last season – was the lowest in any of our lifetimes because the team was the worst in any of our lifetimes. It's that simple. No, in all lifetimes. There's no, you know, it's not people out to get Kenny Payne or people just, you know, whatever it is. The attendance was bad because the team was awful. If Louisville this season gets going early, I mean, I think you'll have, I mean, the attendance will start strong again because people are going, people are always going to be excited about the start of basketball season around here, even, even if expectations are low. And I think this recruiting class has some people at least intrigued and at best excited. If the team wins early, if they take care of business in their non-conference games that they should win, and they have a solid showing at the Empire Classic against some combination of UConn, Texas, and Indiana, you'll start seeing good crowds at the KFCM Center. You'll start, it'll start feeling the way it did before. And the crowds last year, I'll say this, and I said it a million times during the season, I'll say it a million and one now. The crowds were small, but the crowds were very supportive. They were very vocal. They were very loud. They were on their feet. It was how it was supposed to be, that ideal world that I'm talking about as a fan base. If you start winning games early on this season, you'll have that plus a few extra thousand voices in there for you. The lower bowl will be almost filled. You'll have people up at the top section again. It will feel like it did eight years ago. If you don't, it's going to be the same thing here. Like I, I, I hate to say it, but like you have to. I, I know that we talked about this yesterday with Griff. I, I think, and a lot of former players not really coming to terms with the fact that just because you did something in the '80s and you mean a lot to the fan base, it means that you're going to just spurn all this this enthusiasm, all this unbridled joy. And I think that was what he and a lot of people thought. I mean, he Eric Crawford said at the introductory press conference for Kenny Payne, you know, Griff looked over at him and was like, "No more." 8,000 attendance games. Like, he just thought, you know, it's Kenny Payne. He's beloved here. He won a national title here. The fans are going to show up 20,000-plus every game, whether we win or lose. And the reality is we had the lowest attendance season in, what, like 35 years last season? It was worse than it was in the, the Chris Mack-Mike McGee season. And that was just announced attendance. Well, we had a lot more wins in that season. We did. And <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Like, at the end of the day, it's all about the wins and the losses. Yeah. And I think – like, I don't even think it's 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 disingenuous to tell the fan base or, or it's wrong to tell the fan base, like, please show up. I, I just think that at the end of the day, it doesn't change anything. Like, maybe a few, maybe a handful of fans were like, I was really inspired by that. I'm going to start going to games. The vast majority, if they were going to games before that, they're still going to games. If they were taking a wait-and-see approach, I don't want to generate my time, like, dedicate my time and my money to this if it's going to be as lackluster as it was a year ago they're still of that same mindset. And I, I think the bigger issue in all this to me is that last season wasn't just about 4-28. and 28. The effort was so appalling at times mm-hmm. that you, ha- you have to understand, like, the, this fan base is being asked now. We're being pulled in a million different directions. Like, donate here. Support this. Go to this event. Make this. Get involved in our NIL collective. Get involved in this. Like, 
I think every fan base who is emptying their pockets out for this 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 program feels like they're doing enough and probably not getting enough in return right now. And so to be like, the fans have to do this, the fans have to do that. The fans aren't the reason why the basketball program is in the spot it is. You can blame whoever you want. The fans don't deserve the lion's share of that blame. No. And I, I kind of, I don't like that we're getting to this point where it's like, we've already turned on as many people as we possibly can. We've looked in every direction besides the, the one at the top so far. And now it's like the, the fans are in the eye of the, the belly of the beast. Like this is, we talked about the checklist when things are going poorly in a program. You know, you you blame the assistants, you blame the past regime, you blame whoever, you blame the players. And like now it's it's getting to like blame the fans. All I know is we need to win at a relatively high level very fast next fall so all of this can just be swept under the rug. So we can just stop this because it's just it's getting I think annoying was the right word that you used. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if TV ratings for Louisville games weren't down last year. We were four and twenty eight. I mean, yeah, I'm saying you talk about the not just the record, but the effort. I mean, there was you you want us to come out to, and come to the Yum Center and, and do this. We, I mean, it was hard to stomach watching the whole game on TV. If you watched every Look, game on TV, God bless you. I mean, I mean you and I, I are probably in. A, I mean, you probably two of maybe what ten thousand and maybe or five thousand maybe watched every game last year. Not, I mean, that was one of the questions when I went on Tyson's podcast. He's like, "Be honest, how many games did you watch this year?" And I was like, every single one. I mean, I did miss one. I missed the Syracuse game. I did. That was the one that, like, the one game I missed. It was one of the good ones. We only I know. Lost one. We should have won. I know. I should have probably just boycotted the rest of them because we played well in that game. Probably just been like, I'm not watching anymore. I mean, because trust me, some I watched, I wish I hadn't. I'm trying to forget. But the 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 Bozich column it wrapped up with a quote from from Kenny Payne that I assume he told Rick directly. He was asked about you know the the former players. They apparently did not tell Kenny Payne what they planned to do. Payne, who was sitting in the front row, said that he was moved by their support. Rick asked him, you know, how did it make you feel? And he said, humbled and very appreciative. We all want the same thing. We all want Louisville basketball to win again, which I agree with. I, yeah, I think that, that's, that's the one thing he said that I do agree with. I think that, and this is, I'm repeating a spiel that I had yesterday. I think it's why I don't get that mad with the everything's hunky-dory crowd, and I don't get that mad with the everything sucks crowd because I realize we're all coming from the same place. I, I think the, the rational approach is certainly you, you can't be thrilled with 4-28. and 28. I don't think you can excuse 4-28, and 28, but you can be open-minded and hopeful that things are going to get better, even if maybe you think that you need to be proven that it is going to get better. Like I, I think you can look at every angle possible, but at the end of the day, like I don't judge any fan for fanning in a particular way right now because we all want the same thing, which is for this to return to being fun, for this to return to the way it felt whenever it was that we fell in love with this. And I, I think the the last, I mean, hell, basically since the the stuff started in the fall of 2016, it's been painful. There, there have been moments where it's felt normal. You know, we were a two seed in 2017. We did have you know, the, you know, we ranked number one at one point in 2019, 20. Even you know a couple of years ago, early on, you're like, oh, you know, we had the the, the Baja champion, the Bahamas championships. Like there are times where you're like, okay, like we keep thinking that this is going to get better, and the reality is, it just has not felt the same ever since that news story broke in September of 2016. And we're all desperate for it to return, and we keep hoping that it's going to return. And it just every time we think we're close, it it just seems to get worse when we get the rug pulled out from underneath us. And it's why you're seeing such extreme opinions because everybody wants, you know, they think their way is, is the is the route to getting it back to feeling normal and feeling good again. And I think we're all terrified that that maybe we're wrong or that if the other side wins out and it is 
the, the wrong route. We've delayed our return to hope, like you know, some sort of prominence by another three, four years, and we're all just sick of waiting. Yeah, my mind was down. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're good. No, I was just saying. I mean, it's like it's. I'm, yeah, I don't care if my if you think my way's right to how we're gonna win or your way's right. Like you said, just win. Yeah. Just just to, to quote Al Davis in a way, just win pain. Just all, that's all I gotta say. I don't want to. You know, I don't. I don't care what what you do and how you make my country fried steak. I just want to enjoy the country fried steak. Just get me the damn steak and put gravy on it. But I want it. That's all I want. I don't want to. I don't care how you get the players and, and you get the town in there. Just win. Yeah, I I've gotten some. That's form- that, that hard, right? No, it's not. I, I've gotten some variation over the last year or so of you know you, you just want to be right about this, like from from a lot of people. And I say, and you can believe it if, or, or not. If you if you don't want to, that's fine. In this, I think everybody likes to be right to a certain point. I think it's human nature. But in this particular instance, I could not give a bleep less yeah. about being wrong or right. I I, I would love to be one hundred percent wrong when it comes to the the reservations I had about hiring Kenny Payne and the reservations that I have now after we are fourteen months into the Payne era. Would love to. Like at the end of the day, all I want is for this men's basketball program and U of L athletics as a whole to be successful. I'm a simple person. I want to be happy. I want to make people around me happy. And I want the cards to win big. It's, it's really, at the end of the day, you can boil me down to my bones and that's what's, what's in there. That, that's what it is. And I get, you know, I get paid to, to make predictions, to talk about things, to, to give my thoughts, share my thoughts. I've shared my thoughts. I don't care about being right or wrong. Like I, I don't care if it happens in the way that I, I thought it was going to happen. I just want our teams to be good. And that's where I am right now with basketball. I mean, it, like, I have loved Louisville men's basketball more than I've loved most things for my entire life. And to see it, to act like I, I'm like, you know, thumping my chest over the current state of things is like, you, you don't know me at all then. Like I, it, last year killed me. Like having to make self-deprecating jokes to just get through stuff, having to talk about the same repetitive BS after every game. It just, it, there's, it's not fun at all for me. And it's depressing. I, it, it sucks. It, it, there's no other way to say it. It sucks. And I just want to get back to having Louisville basketball be being a point of pride. The city, the community, the radio shows, the web, everything about this is so much better when this team is good, when this team is thriving. Think about 10 years ago. Think about that summer. Think about what we're experiencing now. It felt like the national championship just carried on throughout the city Throughout those summer months, and we certainly were excited about football, but yeah, you, know, you would see, you know, the players out and about making appearances. You would see like Patino would post a picture of the national championship trophy on a boat. You would, it was just so much fun. The tattoos were happening. Like it was just, it felt like a citywide party for a, a solid you know, six, seven months after that championship was won. And then now it's just nothing but infighting and and, and despair. Like everything is better when the team is winning. We've got to get back to that, whether it's with Kenny Payne, whether it's with whoever's after Kenny Payne, or it's with whoever's after after Kenny Payne. I don't care. We just got to get back at some point. And that's all I care about. That's, that's it. That's it. Um, you don't ask for much, do you? I'm not that. I, I'm a low-maintenance person. I might even ask less for you. I just want my internet to be fast and my little cars to win. I'm I, not even asking for personal happiness because that, that kind of comes hand-in-hand hand with the other two things. I do enjoy working internet. I'll say that. Yes, so many things I ask for. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't want a whole lot. It's a close number four. <laughs> Curiosity. Where are the kids at this list? <laughs> well, I said people. I said people around me being happy. okay. People around. I didn't know this. 
I skipped that one. I was like, yeah, that one's that one's behind like cable for me. They're number one. That one's behind the AC working. They're at the top. <laughs> one week of school left for Virginia. We're excited about that. It's crazy for me to think like the next time I the, the next week will be the last week that I just take one kid to school. Like John's gonna start next uh, in August, and then it just doesn't stop. It's two kids going to school for the rest of your life. Not fun. Uh, real quickly, we've got like three minutes left, so we won't get into the text line or move on to a different topic. But I did see, I don't know if you saw the story. A man has been indicted on charges that he stole a pair of the famed ruby slippers that were worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz from the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, 18 years ago. This man did. So he stole them 18 years stole ago? Stole them 18 years ago. Just got indicted today. <laughs> they were recovered in a sting operation. Back in 2018, but the authorities said at the time that their investigation was continuing, and they didn't name any suspects. Now, guess what the estimated market value of those ruby red slippers is? I mean, it, what you're talking has to be. I'm assuming he. This is like over five thousand because we're talking they were about stolen a felon. on my birthday, August 27th in 2005. This, I mean, I'm assuming this is a felony charge, so it's probably they probably have value of over between five and ten, over five or ten thousand dollars, right? Way over. Five thousand, I think, is, is a felony charge. If I'm not the, mistaken, the value of the the estimated value of the slippers is three point five million dollars. No, I mean, that's, I mean, it's an iconic movie prop. Like, think about like the most famous <sighs> articles of clothing in, in no, cinema No, but she history. wore probably multiple pairs during the the shooting. I would think, right? Oh, this is this is the pair, like the famed ruby red slippers. And they've been missing for that long. Well, they found him in a, a sting back in 2018. So they were they were missing for like 13 years. It's still a long time to be missing. Yeah. If you were going to steal a movie prop, what would it be? The ruby red slippers from Wizard of Oz. Apparently now, they were yeah. $3.5 million. I, dollars. I, that wasn't on my list until you just told me to, probably. Yeah. I mean, the sled <laughs> from Citizen Kane. <laughs> the sled. I mean, he, he burned Rosebud. I mean, I think honestly, like, they're, like the, the red slippers are probably the most famed movie prop. Of, out no, there. there's got to be other famous. What famous. comes to your mind? <sighs> See, most famous. I don't know the ring from Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's not even like real. Well, these are shoes. I mean, uh, uh there's got to be something out there. What's that? The 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 bomber jacket Tom Cruise wore. In- <laughs> right, there's actually a list of this, and number one is Rosebud, the sled from Citizen Kane. I think I thought they got burned. Well, I think it's I think it's real. Okay, all right. Number two, they say the lightsaber from Star Wars. Well, that was just a stick. Three, they're saying the ruby slippers from Wizard of Oz. Okay. Four, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Well, you could find those, I mean. Five, Wilson the volleyball from <laughs> Castaway. Six, the golden ticket from Willy Wonka. Okay, that's a good one. I should have thought of that one, yeah. Seven, the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. The Evil Would, Dead. Couldn't, I don't even know. I don't even know if you. I think, I don't, for all of you, you're having a stroke over there. I can't Eight, imagine. the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, what's Nine, the, the red swing line stapler from Office Space. <laughs> and ten, the golden idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> okay, I mean, those aren't bad items, right? I mean, what about the Babe Ruth baseball from Sandlot? <laughs> That'd be a good one. I'd like to have that. Yeah. Three point five million dollars. I can see why somebody might slip, might steal them. So is that now is that just re, now the, that list you just read me not is like based on value, right? Market value, yeah. So that means those other items ahead of that are worth more than three and a half million dollars. No, no, this list is just like talking about props. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just they're, they're guessing. That's that is insane. I mean, I assume Judy Garland's from Michigan. Is that why it was there? You no, know, it was in Minnesota. Or Minnesota, excuse me. I'm sorry, Minnesota. Yeah. No, it was it was stolen and taken in Minnesota. That's where the sting found it. So where, where's the Judy Garland Museum? I don't 
don't know. Kansas? But probably a safe bet. Yeah. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour, we'll take some texts from you guys, 502-414-1450, and we'll talk about ACC basketball coaches whining and why they're uh, at least a couple of them gigantic babies. Uh, that, that coming your way. 5 o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show is next here on Wizard of Oz as a kid? No. Really? I didn't. I love this song. I, mean, I was not a Wizard of Oz fan. I was. I was. I, that's, I think we, we've talked about the old uh, Pink Floyd matchup, right? Yes, we have. Uh, debate is what we're lying, roar to start, yada, yada. They have a drink, it's after five right. anyway. Um, but yeah, I was a Wizard of Oz fan. I don't know why. I just it's, never liked it. I never got into it. It's very long. Is it that long? Is it long? I never I thought enjoy, about it. I enjoyed learning about it. In I took a history class in, in high school where they talked about like what, like the allegory, like what all the characters actually meant, and it, it was like the, the symbolism and all of it. I, I thought that was really interesting, but the actual movie itself was not. Do you believe like the conspir- the, uh, the the urban legends of like the uh, the person who hung himself on the tree in the background? No, that got disproven. There was like <laughs> there was somebody who actually did like die on set, but like that wasn't. That person, and I think the the one who played the Wicked Witch, the the West, she got burned up really bad. I think when they would do the, like the smoke effect, right? Oh, really? I think yeah. I read that somewhere too, where like they, like like one take that she caught on fire. Really? Yeah, because I guess because of like all the makeup she had on, and everything probably was probably flammable. I mean, we are talking the fifties as well. Yeah. How long was the Wizard of Oz? Is it that long of a movie? Maybe it's just like for a kid. I feel like it was very well. I guess anything for uh, over an hour is pretty long. I mean, it's almost two hours long. You're right. I mean, yeah, it's like, that's pretty long for. Um, come on, what year do you think Wizard of Oz came out? Oh God, uh, I just said fifties. I'll just and, and so I mean, I'm I'm way off. Nineteen forty-nine. You're closer than me. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Jeez. I don't. I don't know why I just. Maybe it's because it goes to the color, and I just feel like it, movies hadn't hit that level well, yet. It's about like the, if I'm remembering correctly, somebody can fact check me on this. I know it's like it's about the American political events of like the 1890s and like the beginning of the 20th century. Like, well, it's based on a book, but the, yeah, but like that's and again, like the, you know, the Tin Man is supposed to represent industry. Um, like he's the Industrial Revolution when he's first found, he's so rusted he can't move because industry was in such a bad place and all this stuff. So you think that could be that could be true, or because people just like grasping to no, it's it's true. I mean, the author's okay. book is yeah, it's it's, it's not a thinly veiled. <laughs> the, the metaphors aren't exactly oh, like overly hidden, but uh, it's a it's like that was interesting for me to learn in high school. But I was never a big fan of the movie. It was first aired on television in 1956. Jeez, I was so we're, we're here. At, welcome in by the way to the five o'clock yeah, hour sorry. of the Mike Rutherford Show. We're here at the the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios in Jeffersonville. The OG studio, which I'm fascinated by this place. And I, I walked, I don't think I noticed this because we always come in here. We're usually like, you know, just come in here, go straight to the studio and, and go on air because one of us is typically late. 
uh, or has forgotten that we're doing the show over here. So I didn't. <laughs> I've never really taken a hard look at what's at. We have a, there's like a front desk here, and again, oh yeah, this studio is some combination of a radio studio. It looks like a dentist's office in places. It's a home in other places. People live here, but like there's a front desk here, which looks like you know a, a kind of a receptionist desk. It's your typical. It's your basic reception. It is a receptionist desk. Yeah. Except you've got like there's boxes of stuff just all, all over the place. Yeah, everywhere. Which could have seen this place maybe ten years ago. But, but yeah. on that front desk, I just noticed this. There's <laughs> There are these items. A box of Brock's Orange Slice candies, which yeah. have been there for at least a year. Oh, I, yeah. I know that. They've been there since, like, this time last year for sure. Yeah. There's an unopened box of uh, those little, like, like chocolate-covered peanut candies. They're turtles. 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 Thank yeah. you. I couldn't think of the word. The thing that you get from your neighbor for Christmas usually every yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> There's an unopened far side calendar for 2023 that's still in the box right there. There's a that's bowl awesome. of cat food just sitting there. Oh, that, that's to, to go out later tonight. And but... then you've got like all these like the little magnet schedules for the Louisville Bats, the 2023 one that just came out. So it, like that's the one thing that you would. Why do we have those? Well, like you would find those at like a real receptionist studio, but like we're act like people don't come in here besides us. So we're at, like you know if we have a guest, it's like. Might I interest you in a bat schedule, a Brock's orange slice, some cat food, perhaps? Like it's just <laughs> the the differing the differing items on that front desk are just mind blowing. I'd love to. Would you like a bats? Would you like to know when the bats play next? Possibly an orange slice will take your fancy. Enjoy an orange slice to see who the bats are facing this weekend at Slugger Field. <laughs> We've got some meow mix. Meow, 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 meow. If you'd like to see today's hilarious Far Side calendar uh, cartoon, you're going to have to open up the box yourself. Would you like, you'd like to go enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself a turtle while reading Far Side? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mean, that, let's not forget our soaking uh, silverware in the bathroom. That's happening again right now. <laughs> There's just two bowls in there. They're, they're plastic, though. This place is so... So interesting. I think, I think interesting my, the word I'm thinking of. One of, my, one of my favorite things is like when you go by, there's like a stack of papers by the bathroom door. And it's, it's like like the Indiana state tax laws from like 2001. Yeah. It's like some like craziness, like, like a bunch of stack of W-2s and stuff. Yeah, there's, there's a, I mean, it's just, you never know what you're going to, I think there's a Goo Goo Dolls t-shirt drying out there right now on the receptionist there. <laughs> you, you never know what you're going to find. Have you heard I the, love it. Have you heard the boxes in the in the kitchen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like some of the labels, it's, there's, there's like one is <laughs> Like movie, they're like like movie box, have like movie names on them and book titles on them. I just can't. I just love to get this. The world's greatest dollar store here. It is, yeah, it is. Um. <laughs> we should do that as a giveaway. Like one day, like, you get five minutes to go running around the big X studio to grab everything you want. That's actually a great idea. That would be a great contest. Like, the thing is, like in the midst of like, the, there is good stuff in exactly, here. Exactly. Yeah. In the, in the midst of the weird stuff, you've got a lot of really good memorabilia stuff. Yeah. Like Dugan's office has a ton of great stuff. And mine, mine does too. If you, I mean, my my keep my lock my door is locked because. I have autograph stuff in mine. Yeah, there's a ton of like really cool yeah. stuff here. So we wouldn't, <laughs> we have to limit it. Like to, you, like, you would run, you would just run room. right into this room and eat. Are these two rooms and like, you know, yeah, snag the uh, Sandlot poster here that for some reason I put a picture with a goofy smiley face on. I don't know why. There's a lot of stuff in here that's been defaced. Well, that that's because that poster. I don't know. I took the that KFC post. hooligans. <laughs> uh, we've got to before we go back to the text line. I know we were talking about things that inspired a bunch of texts last hour. But I do want to say, uh, I do want to get into a discussion. Louisville football. I love Louisville Thank football. Thank God for Louisville football. The, the over-unders, the first over-unders for the 2023 season came out a few weeks ago. And Louisville's was set 
at pretty much every sports book at seven and a half. Yeah, what it's been like that's four years in a row. No, no, no. It was five and a half last year. It was six was and a half the year before that. Yeah, okay. seven and a half is the expectation for for this year, and and like immediately, a lot of these gambling sites. There's a billion of them these days, and in gambling experts, they pointed to Louisville over seven and a half as one of their favorite bets. Today, Bet Online updated their odds. They have bumped Louisville up from seven and a half to eight, and FanDuel actually has Louisville at eight and a half. The question is, are expectations get a, a, a little too high for this first season under Jeff Rob? I don't like that we're getting this much love. Yeah, just, I liked it for a little bit because we've been so used to being kind of just right there in purgatory. But right now, we're getting almost too much attention. I don't like it. I'm kind of agree with you on that a little bit. Like I just, I mean, I want this attention maybe in two years, but. Like, we got, I mean, not that I don't trust Braum to do it, but because, I mean, we saw a lot of question marks on this roster. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be excited and hyped for, for these question marks, but there's still question marks in their own right. I mean, and we just, and we don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, I like seven, eight, eight and a half. It's, I don't want to start, like, falling into our own headlines before the season starts. I don't either. I mean, Jeff Brom has done, I think, just about everything right since he got the job. He's inspired confidence with his recruiting. He was able to keep some key pieces from that 2023 class together. Uh, he did, you know, losing Ruben Owens and DeAndre Moore hurt, but he was able to keep uh, Pierce and Stanquan Clark and some of the other big Aaron Williams, the biggest names in that class. He's crushed in the transfer portal. The fan base loves hearing from him. Um, I think he's done great when he's gone on our show, when he's gone on other shows. When he's been in public uh, speaking events, like he's done, he's done everything you could ask for him in terms of trying to generate some hype going into this fall. I think the the fear now, if you're if you're a Louisville fan, becomes what if we underachieve in year one? Like what if we have a a, a just an okay no. season? No. And that's and now you have I think in part because we're so desperate for success for one of the spotlight sports in this program, and men's basketball has has dipped so low recently. I think you also, I mean. Look, expectations weren't sky high for Kenny Payne, but there was certainly a lot of fan excitement when he got the job here. And you know, his opening press conference, people were were very enthusiastic. You go out and you immediately land some players. And then even when you don't round out the roster the way that the fan base was hoping, there certainly was you know, not everybody was me going into last year. There was some enthusiasm about what that team might have been able to accomplish. And then for it to fall so woefully short and for the fan base to fall into like this civil war, I, I think is it makes you a little bit nervous. Like what if Nobody expects Jeff Brom to have like a one and eleven season, which would be the equivalent of going four and twenty eight in basketball. But what if the team? What if Jack Plummer gets hurt? You don't have a serviceable backup, and you go five and seven or six and six. Like that, all of a sudden has become this this massive failure when people are looking at this season and the schedule and saying, "This could you know forget eight and four. This could be a nine and three, ten and two team. This could be an ACC championship game team. This could be that. This could be this. Like like we we all of a sudden we have all these expectations flying around, and you know. Maybe we're setting them a little bit too high. I don't know. Well, I, I this probably I, you know I don't know if you can answer this with what you have in front of you, but if if we're just at eight and eight point five, I mean, was only Florida State and Clemson maybe have higher expectations in terms of projected win totals than us? I know we have the the third best o- national championship odds in the ACC, and we have the fourth best odds to win the conference behind FSU, Clemson, and North Carolina. North Carolina, okay. So I would assume North Carolina and Florida State are probably both at maybe ten. Their win totals. I think Carolina's probably at eight and a half or nine. Eight and a half or nine too. Yeah, and they're probably third and more fourth. Then yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me see. I mean, we can find this out real quick. I would. Um, I would assume over under win total is nine and a half. Okay, nine and a half. Florida then, State's over under. I'm gonna guess it's ten and a half. It is ten and a half. 
and then North Carolina just got that receiver is eight and a half. So, so we're tied for third. No, we're eight. Oh, okay. I thought you said one. Well, one of them. FanDuel has to say eight and a half, but, but the yeah. better line that I'm looking at here that really was really eight. Has is eight. If you're wondering, NC State uh, is there at six and a half. Uh, Wake Forest, who is expected to take a step back without Sam Hartman, is at six. That's, Virginia's at three and a half. Virginia Tech's at five. Yeah, so we're. Oh, that's a nice little drop from eight to six between us, uh, from between us and the next team. I don't know if they're next. I just saw them. Pop. Oh, okay. I thought you were. Syracuse is six and a half. I mean, that's still is six. I mean, we're eight. I mean, it's game and a half drop right there. Still, I mean, I can't imagine anybody else having more. It's right up there. Yeah, who would be? I don't know who would be next. Miami? Did you say that? Oh yeah, they, they probably are. Miami is. They're six and a half. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's that's everybody then, right? I mean, there, um, there's nobody that would be. Georgia Tech is four and a half. We know they're not going to be. Yeah, they're going to have crap. Um, Duke is six. And that, yeah, that that's it. That's a nice that's, that's a nice little drop from 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 team, from the two teams right there. Yeah. Um, Jeff Brom's here. Sorry. Not that that really should shock anybody because I mean I think it's pretty much I mean we've all kind of thought that Louisville would be can maybe that third team right behind or second behind Florida State Clemson not including North Carolina maybe but it's it's there for the grabbing and also the schedule we have the schedule yeah. working in our favor we don't have to play any of the other three teams that we're talking about we don't play so. I mean, I, I'm not trying to get over – I mean, I, that sounds crazy because I pretty much just like my head has exploded like I'm in scanners over here. Like as soon as we hired Jeff Braum out of excitement. But I, I'm trying to contain it a little bit. But, I mean, there is a part of me that, that thinks 10 wins. Is on the table? Yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't, don't want to think that until I see the team. I, I, true. You know? I feel like it's like, like you're in the middle of a game and it's like that – you're in the middle of your – it's the pitching the pitching no-hitter. Like, we kind of know it might be there, but we, that's, we're not allowed to talk about it. I feel like I, I'm still I'm, – I'm sitting at 8-4, and four, and I think that's probably where I'm going to be until this team plays an actual game. I think that's my – My preseason official prediction will probably be 8-4. and four. I say that. It's always – But there's a part of you that's, that's thinking well, that 10 That's still. always the, the, the mental thought in, in May, and then you get to August, and you're like, I'm going 9 and – it's always <laughs> in a game extra. Like, when you get there, you're like, I can see 9-3. and three. You get inspired by everybody else's predictions. I mean, by the time the, the night before the Georgia Tech game, we might be talking eleven and zero. Yeah, I'm sitting. I'm, I'm thinking eight and four. But if we come out and we just we look like world beaters in week one against Georgia Tech, and Purdue was always pretty. I feel like they always were pretty revved up in their first game. I mean, they should have beaten Penn State last year in their, in their week one game. Should be they damn near beat us in 2017 yeah. when we were huge favorites in that game. So I can see uh, we'll be ready for Georgia Tech. Then you have a walkover game in week two. Um, you know, we get BC and NC State to start conference play after the Georgia Tech game those seem like winnable games there's a chance for us to be five Indiana and Indianapolis will be the third game we will play then Notre Dame in week six if we're like five and oh and we've looked good then all of a sudden you're like okay we can be this can be a 10 to 2 type season and I'll almost be disappointed if it's not there's Notre Dame a, a prime time game is a Saturday game the Saturday game at Cardinal Stadium I mean it still could be a prime time I just meant like prime time not well, we Saturday no idea, yeah no idea what time. The game I mean, is. we're five and zero going to that game. Notre Dame is five and zero. That's going to be a prime time. It's going to be a seven PM game. It'll I would be a think. big time. It'll be a big time. Yeah. Um, let's take some text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Sacks line. Um, Texas says every single Trevor mushroom trip sounds insane. Well, there was some. Have you talked about any other mushroom trips besides the State Fair one? Um, probably. Did I talk about the one where where? Where my buddy was making out with a girl and she, her, her tooth came out while he was kissing her and she swallowed it in the middle of it? You have not. I would have remembered that. 
That involved hallucinogenetics. So you have. Am I saying that word right again? No, you're you're not. It's <laughs> genetics is is not what genetics. You're for. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid saying shrooms. <laughs> Hallucinogens is the word that you're looking for. Hallucinogen. Close. Close enough. <laughs> Oxygen. Sure. I was on Wimbledon. I was, <laughs> I was just messed up on that oxygen. <laughs> that was a fun night, though. I, we were at this apartment complex, and I ended up, uh, I couldn't find my buddy forever. And I finally found him. He was like sitting there staring at the, the side of an apartment wall. I just remember walking up to him. I was like, What are you doing? He's like, Watching Good Times. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I just remember like, Dynamite, let's go. And I sat down next to him. I had to meet more of your friends. I, I, I served three ten, three terms in Iraq too. Did he? <laughs> he ended up being yeah, he was he joined right after nine eleven. Like that was uh he was like, Oh, he, he got he gung hoed on it. Uh, uh Texture says it would be one thing <laughs> to talk about attendance for U of men's basketball if the tickets were free. Fans have no responsibility to pay NBA prices to watch a terrible product. The I mean I don't even know what NBA prices are anymore today today, to be honest with you. Whatever they whatever they are. I mean Regardless of what the, those prices are, we can all agree the price for U of L basketball is is steep, and we mentioned this yesterday. The time yeah. dedication—it's it's your entire Wednesday night if you're going to a game. Like that's, it, it's a lot for people. And yeah, if the product is bad, you know, it's gonna be tougher for people to to ask that. And they raised season ticket prices this year by I think like five ten percent. Like that's how do you raise season ticket prices when you have the worst season? I think it was probably already in school history. It was going, one of those things that was going to happen regardless of of, of the way that last <sighs> season panned out. And it's it's not it's not like it's not a great look. The timing is poor. I mean, I know I know it doesn't cost that, but like upper level to a basketball game, what what is the fate? What is the, written on the ticket itself? Is it like twenty five? I think. Oh, it's more than that. Thirty eight. I think it's like fifty five at this point. Yeah. For an upper level now. Yeah. The the. the the get-in price, like now you can find those for obviously much cheaper now. But it's, oh well, yeah, I mean, but it's pricey. That's yeah. I, I thought I thought I was thinking twenty. I thought it'd be like, like student tickets are like twenty twenty-five. <laughs> Texas says uh, sadly, there's a faction um, that will say it all had to do with lack of support, and say Kenny Payne never had a chance. Now you can blame the faction all you want, but that's just because you haven't seen a mirror yet. Now I will say, like, I, I thought that Griffin in the, 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 the speech that we were talking about. He did have a good point. He was like, look at the best crowd from last season. The only crowd that was more than 13K was that we had 15,000-plus announced for that Clemson game. And they were there for primarily the celebration of the 2013 team. Mm-hmm. And Griffith's like, and look at that. That was the best game we played all season long. Like, it matters. We, we beat a team by 10 points. I think, I mean, like, fan support does help. Like, there's no question about it. So you don't I, I think you can also say you shouldn't need 20,000 fans in full throat to beat Appalachian State at home. So you're telling me if, if Kenny Payne, there was, there was a game where Kenny Payne turned around and only saw 8,000 people, he's like, I'm not going to coach her. They're not going to show up. Is that what you're telling me? No, but I mean, I, I think that's misleading. I mean, I think that you, like we can, there's home court advantage exists for a reason, right? And when a, a, when a place is just like when Assembly Hall for Indiana is jacked up for a big game. It makes it that much more likely that Indiana is going to beat a team that maybe they're not better than. And the same is true everywhere. If Louisville had 22,000 fans screaming at every game, last season probably would have been a little bit better. I think you can say that. Would it have been like good? Of course not. But maybe we win a couple more games. Maybe we don't lose to Bellarmine or don't lose to whoever. And I think you can say both those things. I think it's true. 
But again, this is not an it's not an ideal world where fans are just going to keep showing up and going crazy and going fanatic for a team that's, you know, five and fifteen or whatever. Like it's if you're going to have to do your part. The fans were not to blame for the team being four and twenty eight no. last season. We've had some bad crowds in the past where teams have had to just Rick Pitino's called out the fans afterwards and has been after like a twenty five point win. You know, you should motivate yourself. You you all are big boys. Texas says it also doesn't help that Kenny Payne doesn't really talk to the fans. He doesn't talk about any changes or adaptations that he's making in the game. He doesn't talk about any philosophies or plays or strategy at all. He doesn't talk about any coaching changes. It's just steady as she goes, and we're all just supposed to accept that, that it's okay. I agree, and I think that part of it's just not going to change. I mean, Monday night was the first time we'd heard from Kenny Payne since after the Boston College loss in the ACC tournament. When, when, he, when he pretty much laughed at us for thinking he's on the hot seat. I mean, I thought that we were going to get like a state of the program press conference in early April where he was going to lay out like, this is unacceptable. I get it. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what we're going to do moving forward. And instead, we've just heard nothing. And, and I, like, I agree. It, do, it doesn't help anything. It does not help matters. But look, again, to end every single conversation that we have on this with, on the same note, none of it matters if he wins. None of it matters if we start winning next year. Nobody will care. He can go dead silent. He can hold zero press conference outside of the ones that he's obligated to do after games and before games, and nobody's going to care if we're winning next year. That's all that matters. Texture says, um, I love Griff and UofL, but it was all I could do to just watch last year's abysmal excuse for a team on TV. If this year's team shows good effort, I'll be excited to go to games, but they need to show up before I will. And I don't know, maybe KP needs to get a clue regarding PR and get the fans excited. I think the first point there is one that I – have been making a ton, and it's not just about the fact that the team was 4-28. and If that team had played its ass off every single time out and they'd just been not good, just, just, just not good enough, that would have been one thing. The fact that it seemed like they had, again, not talent up to the standard of Louisville men's basketball, but talent that was way better than 4-28, and and they lost games just because they didn't seem to give, give a bleep, and that really never changed, that's what I think drove fans away more than anything else. It wasn't just the losing. It was the way in which losing the losing happened. And it was a constant that entire season. Why pay top dollar and dedicate an entire night of your time for something where you're going to care more than the actual players? And it seemed like the coaches at times last season. That's, I think, if that team had just played super hard and they just weren't good, you would have had more fans at games last year. And they would have been more into the games. It was just depressing to watch that team go through the motions twice a week for four months. Texas says, TK just asked KP to put gravy on it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> put some, I'm talking about the, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to know how it gets made. I just want, it, I want the finished product. Don't, don't give, give me my country pride steak, which oh, we, uh, when we go to break, I'm going to go grab him the front door. boy. TJ said, how did Chubb's hand not make that list of movie props? Oh, by the way, I'm, I would steal Chubb's hand. I would I would break into the Happy Gilmore Museum and steal Chubb's hand for I sure. I don't know if I should believe the Wikipedia page for 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 Wizard of Oz or what you're reading, but the the the, the price for those shoes is not compared. And by the way, there was apparently four pairs left from the original movie, and one of them is in the Smithsonian Institute. But like according to this, the highest price for it was was half a million, five hundred thousand. Well, it's an AP story. I don't know. I'm just adding. I mean, now it said one of the dresses was sold for 
And then I was like looking through sports memorabilia, like film memorabilia categories and price listing. And the most expensive thing I could find on this list, which is baffling a little bit to me, was the Oscar won by uh, Gone with the Wind was purchased by Michael Jackson for $1.9 million. And after his death, the Oscar has still not been found. Hmm. I wonder where it is. Well, another pair of Wizard of Oz, I mean, seeing a story from 2018, was sold at an auction for $6 million. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm going, I'm looking at Wikipedia, so. Maybe don't look at Wikipedia. I know, I know you shouldn't use Wikipedia. I agree. Yeah. Cool. But you see, you see, I mean, why is it when it comes to me putting stuff on Wikipedia, they're all over it. But apparently, when it comes to Judy Garland's memorabilia, they just can't see eye to eye. They need to start hiring you. <laughs> I mean, Texas Louisville might win uh, 12 to 15 games next year, maybe. Well, I hope so. I mean, I hope they win more than that. The only problem I have with Payne besides going 4-30 and 30, is that he makes quotes like, this coaching staff moves in silence, while also being a trust-the-process guy. Tell us what the process is. Tell us what to put our trust in. I don't think Kenny, to, to be fair, I don't know if Kenny Payne has made the move in silence quote. Has he actually said that? I feel like that's all the people who, who are kind of supporting Say move in silence? Like Kenny Payne moves in silence. I don't think he's actually said that. I don't know if he's actually put that out there. I think I other people have put it out there. I don't believe he has. And, yeah, like I, I'm with you. Like, the whole – you can move in silence when the results are there. When the only thing we have to go off of is four wins, then it's you know, maybe move loudly. Texas says, "Stomp those feet." <laughs> Texas, says the dude clicked his heels three times and escaped authorities until he grew a conscience. Well, I don't. Th- it was a raid. I don't think he grew a conscience. I think they raided his house. What were and the, found did, him does it say what they were raiding him for? I'm assuming the shoes. Well, I thought because I, I, the way you read it, I thought the shoes were just kind of found in the. In the wave of another, you know, raid for something else. Like, he was doing, you know, illegal stuff out of the house anyway. I don't know, maybe selling fake red slippers? I don't know. I mean, um, I don't, I mean, I assume that it was, it was an FBI sting operation, they said. I'm assuming the three and a half million dollar pair of slippers were the primary target. That's my guess. Could be wrong. Um, I wonder, did he have other memorabilia in the house? <laughs> Texas, I'm casually listening to the program this afternoon. Did I catch Mike saying all you can eat seeds in the racing loose spot? Okay, this is what I was worried about. When I read the spot, so Trevor can attest to this. The first time I read the spot, and again, I had not read it until we started cutting the promo live the first time. I stopped right there because I'm like, is that like yeah. I, I envision like eating seats. I envision yeah. eating like literally eating seats. And then it was, you know, they're they're saying like, no, it's like it's like the all you can eat seats are where you sit, where you can get all you can eat food. And I'm like, I'm not sure if this is the best way to say it. We went with the script as is, and now I'm even more concerned that people are hearing that and thinking the same thing as I am. Plus, it sounds like dirty slang, doesn't it? Well, now it does. <laughs> now I'm thinking it. Should we change that next time? <laughs> we, have, we just cut another one where I say it again. Look at that girl. She's an all-you-can-eat seat. And the second time I said it, I just started laughing. I was like... Well, the first time you just like, pause. I stopped. Like, yeah, you I was like, stopped we can't do it. in the like, middle of yeah, it. Yeah, we had to cut it. I was like, I was like, There's, I was like that we can't do that. That's not right. And then I was like, well, I guess. I mean, I don't know what you would say. All-you-can-eat section? I don't know. <laughs> the airplane movie where they wrecked <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it either. Alive was that the name of the movie? I think. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> That's Can't Eric Roberts. That no one gives a bleep about Eric Roberts. Oh, I read that book back in the day. <laughs> what Eric Roberts? No, the Alive. Book. Oh, <laughs> horrifying. It's a true story. I know it is. Yeah. Texas says, "Do we used to have a basketball <laughs> player who used to go or call people big perp?" Uh, that was Shane Behan that would say, 
He okay. taught us all in that video that uh, perping is is lying. Is it? C- Cincinnati's lying. Cincinnati. Well, then again, <laughs> perp is a lie. Okay, so let's just so that would so in a sentence it'd be skyline chili is a perp to chili. No. <laughs> I, I can't help. I can't hear the word perp and not think of a, a criminal. Well, I just, it says as much about you as I just, I just I just think of Lethal Weapon 4 when, like, like Pesci pulls up and Chris Rock's in the back. He's like, well, you got the perp for He's like, why well, I got to be a perp? <laughs> Texas, my girlfriend and I had an argument as to why she didn't like The Wizard of Oz, and it came to a point where I said, quote, The Wizard of Oz is a classic, and she responded with, quote, so is White Chicks. Are you dating Trevor? First of all, no one's considered white chicks a classic. No one. Do you consider white chicks above Shallow How? I think it's on the same level as Shallow How. I think Howe. it is too. I think it's right there with Shallow How. Like you can find it funnier than maybe the, the next person because of your sense of humor, but it's a niche comedy. I think your girlfriend was on tilt. I think you know, sometimes you get into an argument where you get so mad that you'll just say anything and like like, I've done that with Mary before, where she, she'll get me so upset about something that I'll say something that immediately I'm like, that's a terrible comment. Like, like so is white checks, you know? Like, I mean, I, would, would that bother you, though? Like, because this is the person that's with you. She cho- The person that shows you also thinks white chicks is a classic. Like, wouldn't that make you like, question your own self-esteem a little bit? Yes. That would make me look in the mirror and be like, where is my life? White chicks is absolutely <laughs> not a classic. <laughs> It does have a couple of funny lines in it, though. I don't think I've ever seen it. I still feel confident. I saw it in theaters. Good Lord, Trump. I can't. No, I can't you know. Every time I talk about like the, the worst movie that I would never watch, you're like, I saw it in theaters twice. Was, no, one only, opening night. No, what? We went at midnight. One, it was. Technically, it was opening night. Uh, someone was walking around the mall when I was at that. When that movie came out, I was working in the mall. And someone was walking around handing out the premiere tickets. And they came in Cardboard Heroes and gave us a couple. And so we went. I remember when that used to happen. Hey, Frank. Oh, man, everybody, thank you. Smile, Look, I got food delivered. food just came here. Look at that. Well, it's been, out, it's been out there for a minute, but Frank's like, nice to know. He's like, Frank, it's cats are probably getting into it. <laughs> I was waiting yeah. for the break. That's why we had the food at the front desk. I mean, I would seriously would worry, like, like you chose me and you chose white chicks. <laughs> I mean, it would enter my mind at that it would, point. It would start to bug me a little bit. Yeah. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, I'll we'll read, uh, we'll read more of your text, and I'll make fun of Brad Brownell. It's the Mike Weatherford Show on a Wednesday here at the UVL College of Business Studios in sunny Jeffersonville, Indiana on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Trevor knows a classic. Yeah, this is the song that they sing, and white just like the white chick. Like you can Google white chick song, and this is what comes up. I used to make my sister so mad. This this came out like we're still both living at my parents' house growing up, and I would just purposely not learn the words to song. And so I'd always be like, making my way downtown, walking, I'm going, I'm flying, people I'm seeing. And she would just flip out every single time. It just made me all the more steadfast on not learning the words. I never wanted to. Vanessa Carlton. Love her. In fact, you remember her name. I wouldn't even remember. Oh yeah, her, her and Michelle Branch came out at the same time. They were very mixable. 
Like people were very. Michelle Branch is the one that does the song "I'm a Bee, I'm a Lover." No, 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 no. That's no. Michelle Brooks, I think. Then uh, Meredith Brooks. Meredith Brooks. You're right. always close. Michelle Branch was "If I Just Breathe." Oh yeah, <laughs> good song. Not really. <laughs> I like that song. I, I'll stand by that. I'll stand by that take. You know what I like? What's that? I like the fact that the good people at Cracker Bro not only put a, a ton of gravy on it, they gave me a whole thing of extra gravy. They heard you. They clearly listened they, to the show. They heard the, the voice of the people. There's no question about it. Everyone seems to be in agreement that the all-you-can-eat seats conjures up a poor image. I mean, it, it sounds perverted. I don't know if it's that. I think it's just like, – I, I envision somebody like leaning forward and being like, it's like a bizarro world on a different timeline where you just – people eat seats. I don't know. Texture says the <laughs> texture says the the all you can eat seats comment actually got me to buy a ticket. <laughs> there you go. Maybe you thought you were going to be a part of something new and cool and kind of sexy. That's what you say to somebody you want to like eat a seat. <laughs> <laughs> like, eat my shorts for birthday. <laughs> eat a seat. Uh, Why are you being so mad at me? Eat a seat. Whatever. Get a eat a seat. Let's go eat a seat. Dude. Go to the all you can eat seats. <laughs> Texas says we got the Thornton sex line. We got the all you can eat seats. We all heard. We all heard it. Texas says Mike eats seats on the sex line. Now, now, now everybody's on the same page. Now everybody is just going to make it perverted. Texas says, okay, yes, I also heard the all you can eat seats, and I assumed it was an error that was missed. It was acknowledged. I just thought that maybe we just trust the the scriptwriter. Mm. I'm blaming. I'm like I'm like Anchorman. Oh, we're I'm right. right. We're definitely burgundy here. Yeah. He's going to read whatever's on there. He's not going to change it. <laughs> we pretty much do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a few times where I've been like, I can't, I can't say that. But besides that. I'm, I don't think you've ever changed a read. No, I have. I know you've corrected the English and grammar in a read. There have been times where I've been like, I'm, I'm changing that. I mean, they, <laughs> only when like people will come to me and be like, this is what I've written. Feel free to change it up if you want to. Most of the time, if it's semi-good, I'm just going to read it. Because we don't like we try to do this as quickly as we can. Um, and then... There have been times where I've been like, I, th- this just has to be taken out. <clears throat> Texas, I dare TK right now to eat one of those orange slices. Will you eat one of the Brock's orange slices that have been up there for at least a year? Um, I have, I have, I've had them before, but not. It's been. It was during like last season's Bats game. I was I working here at that point? Oh, you- <laughs> I was during last season's Bats. So yes, yeah. By the way, I just went to. I had to go get some silverware out of the. Um, there's there's like three drawers in the kitchen that all have like plastic silverware in it. Not should shock you. I went to Got grab a it. Bit. Um, two things stuck out to me. One, one of the I told you when I came in here, I was like, "There's one box that's labeled Galaxy Quest slash Gone with the Wind." <laughs> which, I mean, because because Clark Gable and Tim Allen, they they go hand in hand with each other in those movies. And the other the thing, New Yorker <laughs> slash Mad Magazine. I mean, it's yeah. It's just, I, the other thing that's, that stuck out to me was. I thought you were just joking when you said there was a T-shirt drying on the. the, the no, it's a Goo Goo Dolls T-shirt. It's, it's literally it's a Goo Goo Dolls. I just thought you were just being over exaggerating no, slightly. That was an that was a honest to God statement. Here's the thing: if you're listening, and you probably thinking the same thing when you we said need to that. Give tours here. Like we there's probably to... people that they cannot. They're probably thinking we're lying about half the stuff. Big X listeners need to buy tickets. We could sell tickets. Ten dollars a ticket. We'll give you a tour. It won't take that long. But you'd be fascinated to come in here and see that we're not overselling this place. I mean, just... you get the stench. <laughs> you will have the world famous stench attached to your clothes. It's gonna be great. <laughs> you're going home with a gift. <laughs> I, there's got to be someone driving like, oh, there's been hyperbolic. They're joking. There's maybe no. one, that, that one thing have we mentioned is untrue. 
By the way, my business card now is no longer even on the floor. Somebody just threw it away. No, I think I put it in the uh, the Romeo uh, frame, didn't I? Where? Look at the Romeo picture on the, on the window seal. Oh yeah, it's there. Yeah, I put it's it. There. I, I found you. it on the floor and I put it up in there. I thought you were gonna say the Romeo cup, and I'm like, well, that's no good. It's no. inside the cup. No, I. I <laughs> no, I did. Uh, I saw it on the floor one night, and I picked it up and I put it inside there okay. so it wouldn't. Thank you. I think I don't think people knocked on the floor. I think just the way you had it in there with that door opening and shutting. I think just the breeze blew it down at one point. Texas says you should do a trivia quest, uh, contest where the winner gets a random item from the desk. Or your choice of a Ville chicken and seafood gift certificate for $25 that no longer exists. I think that we've got some in there. Text of the week. <laughs> Texas says the bats are playing the giant shrimp. What is the Jacksonville team? The jumbo shrimp. They're the jumbo shrimp? Well, you, didn't, you didn't get my joke earlier. No, what'd you say? When you were like, the bats came back and beat them, I was like, not so jumbo to me. No. Yeah, so they're, not the, they're the mini shrimp. How dare I gloss over such brilliance on the airwaves. Eat a seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think your best comment. I was, I was thinking about this, and I was legitimately laughing over the weekend when we were talking about uh, poopsenders.com, <laughs> and like somebody was like Trevor's butchery of the English language. Like right after that, and you were like, "Hey, Texter, would love your address." Yeah. Or <laughs> I stopped thinking about that over the weekend. I was dying laughing. Uh, like poopsenders, sometimes a good nugget will fall out every now and then. Texas says, uh, he ended the text with, that's for roll call, obviously. Well, tough bleep. You sent it in between three and six. We're going to read it. I'm a cow butt slapper, but if Oscar leaves and the replacement is Isaiah Miranda, he deserves to get crushed. I'll let it shake out, but his portal navigation so far this spring has been atrocious. Are they rumored to get Isaiah Miranda? That'd be a full circle moment for us. I mean, do we still not even know what Oscar's doing yet? I th- I'm under the assumption that he's going to come back, but... I guess okay, we don't know officially. The, 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 this is from Ben Roberts. Uh, it says he met with the Celtics, Bucks, Rockets, Kings so far. Expect works out some specific timeline in the final decision. The deadline is to stay in the, or return on May 31st. So we'll know in 14 he days. Yeah. He'll come back, I think. I think he will, too. Texas, the only way that we underachieve is if the football gods are pissed because someone didn't eat a salad in exchange for Brom. Eat the damn salad, Trevor. <sighs> If we go like five and seven, I think you have to eat a salad, a full salad. Okay. Here's let's get that out there right now. Here's the thing. Okay, people. Irritate me with the salad crap. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do for you, just because I love you and be appreciative of, of the, the love I have. Before the Georgia Tech game, well, I'll try a different salad. And I will I, we're going to do it again, but we got to do it before the GT game. Well, the issue isn't trying a different salad. The issue is we need to I think it was the salad it. I got. We I didn't eat the whole salad. Because the salad I got was disgusting. Like, it was worse than a normal salad. I think it, you'd eat a Caesar salad. It was sloppy. It had, it had salmonella chicken on it. It, 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 was just, it was not very good. I think I need a crisp, like... Um, Arugula? Bless you. I need, like, a, just, like, a crisp lettuce salad. Like, I want... A wedge? Iceberg wedge salad? You'd hate that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Caesar salad, I think you could handle. You could do it. It's croutons. Can I put country gravy on it? It's croutons, it's cheese, it's lettuce, and it's Caesar dressing. I don't want the dressing. You'd like Caesar dressing. I'm talking to my, this is how I'm talking to my three-year-old. You'd like it if you just try it. All you got to do is try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to eat it anymore. That's how I felt with you at Shallow How. I have this conversation every night. (laughs) Texas Jacob Wahlberg uh, posted that he entered the posted he entered the portal and it has 22 likes. Three of those likes are Brady Allen, Eric Miller, and Jack Plummer. 
Jacob's a cardinal. Is that Donnie's son? <laughs> That's what I thought, too. <laughs> Uh, and then I got thrown off by linebacker. I got thrown off by this this Adrian Wojo bomb. Wojo bomb. The University of Houston's Kelvin Sampson has interviewed with the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh, Hersey Miller, come on down to Louisville. <laughs> I mean, that's you were sitting here talking about how the Big Twelve is getting Houston. Well, guess what? Houston without Kelvin Sampson ain't exactly the Houston Mel people want. Maybe. Hmm. Matt Norlander confirms interviewed Wednesday for the Buck, the vacant Bucks job. Samson will turn 68 later this year and is widely regarded as a top five coach in college basketball right now. I mean, I know the Bucks are a lot better than the Cavs, but this feels like a beeline move. I mean, I love that we could get Kelvin Sampson and Kevin Ollie getting NBA coaching jobs. Talk about just a yin and a yang in the same cycle. Kevin Ollie, I think I forget he was interviewing to work at an NBA arena, not like the Pistons are apparently the top candidate for the Pistons job. Wow. Huh. I didn't realize the Pistons could be any worse. Texas. I stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says, I'm pretty sure KP said that he moves in silence or something very similar to that. We'll have to check the tape. I don't remember. Texture saying the Clemson game was the most attended game and earned us the win like we had drastically less at all those embarrassing losses at home lands about as well as all the other excuses. Yeah, we did have, well, we had 14,800 at the Bellarmine game. I think the issue is the announced attendance for a lot of these games was just, like, I think there were probably legitimately 15,000 at the Clemson game. I think a lot of the, t- the games where we had, like, 12, 11 announced, it was more like 5,000. I think Nick Coffey, I'll give him a credit, I think he went and filed a request, uh, a FOIA request, and they had the actual numbers, and it was like the average attendance was 6,000-something last year. I believe that. Yeah. I mean, certainly looked that way. Yeah. Texas says, the bump in over-under wins for U of L football is because of the commitment of Brady Allen. We now have a real competent QB to play behind Plummer if he misses any time. He knows the system and is already very talented. I think nine wins is very, very likely now. Also, the most notable movie prop is Sharon Stone's panties for Basic Instinct. I don't think it's she just, wasn't wearing any. I think it's because the that's the a slew of money has come in on on Louisville on the over. I think that's probably why you've gotten a bump. The whole point of why you watched Basic Instinct is she didn't have any underwear on. What was that? that's not a prop. Thanks. Someone should have proofread the Scoots ad for the car repair place. He says there's not a better feeling to have your car serviced. Man, the big X. I don't get it. Say it again. There's not a better feeling to have your car serviced. Well, yeah. I mean, doesn't that make you? It's a good feeling, right? Big XXX. What we do. I mean, when I get the entendre is thick. When I get my car served, it makes me feel good. Texture says riding the State Fair Scrambler coaster all night with my green monkey friend on shrooms makes for a great fr- August Friday night. Oh man, try try going and seeing like some of the like the side attractions too. Just people watching. I mean, it's yeah, it was. I mean, but then again, this was the same. I take this is the exact same stuff I took and went and saw Mortal Kombat too. Walking out thinking it was an Oscar worthy movie. This is Trevor, this is a good question. How the hell do you know what a normal salad is when you don't eat any salads? That's very. That's actually a question I ask myself, Texer. It says, Trevor, quote, window seal, put it in the calendar. I don't hate you for that one. Window, s- what, window seal? What's wrong with that? Well, it's sill, but. No, window seal. A window sill is. Yeah, like the seal, like the thing underneath the window. That's a window seal. S-I-L-L. So we can be pronounced, so it's still pronounced seal, though, right? Sill. But people say window seal, like slangily. I think I don't hate you for missing for missing that one. It's okay. I don't think I missed it. It's window sill is the word that you're trying to say. You're saying window seal like the animal. I, I 
Okay. I never okay. I always thought it, I've been saying that my whole life. It's fine. I, mean, I think this is like the I third. mean, at least with episode, I knew I was doing it wrong. Right. Like, I accepted it, and I've, I've told people, you know, just don't get mad at me. I don't mean to do it, but I was saying that one wrong, too. It's okay. This one's not going to kill you. <laughs> uh, we got to get ahead early today. On that, on that note, we'll make fun of Brad Brownell tomorrow. Now we'll I feel stupid. We'll, you don't need to feel stupid for that one. We'll save the, uh, Brad Brownell bashing for tomorrow. For that one. Uh, tonight, <laughs> by the way, we both nailed the last night's NBA game. We, well, said, we, uh, we pushed. Well, we said spread was six and a half on the, when we read it. We both said Nuggets win, Lakers cover. It was a six-point game. So the basketball genius here, the NBA draft, or the NBA odds predictions uh, continue to be just spot on. You are the man. Tonight we got Heat. Well, we both got it. Tonight we got Heat Celtics, 8 o'clock, 8.30 uh, on TNT. Boston is an eight-point favorite in game one. TK, what say you? Oh, uh, Heat. Take the, take the points and Heat win. Straight up? Straight up. Now tell me. Do you really want to love me forever? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or am I caught by Jimmy Butler? Boston wins Heat cover. That's what I'm going with. That's a lot of points in this game. All right, we got what's the, uh, what, what's the high school baseball game we're going to now? I don't know. Something with Matt Dennison. High school baseball with Matt Dennison <laughs> is coming your way next. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. Have a fantastic Wednesday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3.